You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. We're working for you around the clock to keep you informed. We are Acadiana's home for news and talk. KPEL-FM Brokerage, Lafayette. The positive tests just keep on coming. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. California has reported more than 10,000 new coronavirus cases a day after Texas hit that mark in the new surge. Reuters reports the U.S. has now topped 3 million infections in this outbreak. The Johns Hopkins tally just shy of that. President Trump says... You look at uh, deaths are way down from this horrible uh, China virus. His White House Task Force Dr. Anthony Fauci... It's a false narrative to take comfort in, in a lower rate of death. The president is pushing states to reopen schools this fall. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos told Fox. Adults who are fear-mongering and making excuses simply have got to stop doing it and turn their attention on what is right for students and for their families. Now some states are suing the Trump administration, claiming it's trying to prevent and divert pandemic funding over to private schools. Now, the U.S. is formally pulling out of the WHO over its handling the virus's beginning in China. Vice President Pence told Fox, the World Health Organization let the world down. But Democrats are upset. Joe Biden, who won Delaware and New Jersey's primaries on the road to the nomination, says if he's elected president, he'll undo this. Fox's Simon Owen has World Reaction Live. Dave, China calling the withdrawal another demonstration of the U.S. breaking contracts, saying the departure will have a serious impact on developing countries in urgent need of help. European allies have said they won't be following the president's lead. Some countries had urged him to reconsider. U.S. funding is the WHO's biggest source of money. The U.N. Secretary General has defended the agency as critical in efforts to combat the coronavirus pandemic. Dave? Simon, Mary Lake, Mary Kay Letourneau has died, a teacher who became infamous in 1996 for having sex with her sixth grade student. She got pregnant after pleading guilty to child rape. They had a second child, and when she got out of prison, she married the boy who was an adult by then, but they later separated. Letourneau died of cancer at 58. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Amid weeks of racial and anti-police protests that have had Confederate statues and monuments either torn down or officially removed across the country, Congress keeps working on a bill to rename some military bases. Included in a $694 billion defense spending proposal is $1 million for the U.S. Army to rename installations, facilities, roads, and streets that bear the name of Confederate figures. The Democratic-led House Appropriations Committee bill also includes a 3% pay raise for military members in addition to billions for other defense-related programs. 
An amendment requiring name changes for several bases was added to a defense policy measure approved by the Republican-led Senate Armed Services Committee. President Trump opposes renaming those bases and has threatened a veto if the provision is not dropped. Jared Halpern, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures are now flat, not moving much. The day after a sell-off that dragged the Dow down nearly 400 points. Eight more NBA teams will arrive in Orlando today, getting ready for the restart of the season. Six got there yesterday. The final eight go tomorrow, but two more players will not be showing up. Taking to Twitter Tuesday, Brooklyn Nets guard Spencer Dinwiddie confirmed that the coronavirus will keep him from joining his team for the NBA's Orlando restart later this month. Dinwiddie tweeting, after another positive test yesterday and considering the symptoms, team doctors and I have decided that it would be in the best interest for me and the team that I do not play in Orlando. I will be supporting the guys every step of the way. The Nets guard had an initial positive test just over a week ago. This has Washington Wizards guard Bradley Beal also announced he's opting out of the Orlando bubble, citing concerns over a rotator cuff injury. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Major League Soccer returns today, though the team in Dallas pulled out of the tournament after multiple players tested positive for coronavirus. And one match tonight was postponed because the Nashville club has infected players, too. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on News Talk 96.5 Cape Hill. Lafayette Parish graduation ceremonies are moving across the street to Cajun Field. That news comes from LPSS after the state fire marshal's office alerted the Cajun Dome that it could not host the graduations that were scheduled to start there tomorrow. The changes are due to guidelines set forth in response to coronavirus. Previously, district officials laid out plans to screen attendees before they could enter the Cajun Dome graduations. The district says the safety measures such as wearing masks and keeping social distance will remain in effect. The first ceremony will be for Northside High School. It's set to begin at 7.30 tomorrow morning. Sales tax revenues are performing much better than some early estimates at the height of the COVID-19 shutdown in March and April. Lafayette Parish reached $2.42 billion in taxable sales. That's 5.4% lower than 2019 and 0.75% lower than 2018. In the city of Lafayette, year-to-date taxable sales are down 8.44% compared to 2019, and May 2020 to May 2019 sales are down 8.97%. Early estimates said tax revenues in Lafayette could be down as much as 35% during the state-mandated stay-at-home order. A Facebook page with a history of publishing memes got a bit more attention than it probably bargained for yesterday. An event page that said an Antifa rally would be held in River Ranch caused enough of a stir that some concerned residents started calling Lafayette Consolidated Government. The event, which was never actually happening, prompted a response from the mayor president in which he said, quote, promoting a riot or any disorderly conduct, whether joking or a hoax, is irresponsible and reckless. Morgan City's Louisiana Shrimp and Petroleum Festival has announced its cancellation for 2020. The festival, which is usually held over the Labor Day weekend, released an announcement on its Facebook page yesterday. The Shrimp and Petroleum Festival is one of the many local events whose leaders had to make the difficult decision to cancel and or postpone due to the coronavirus pandemic. Chairman of the Senate Committee on Education, Baton Rouge Senator Cleo Fields, has requested that Bessie suspend all fall sports for K-12 schools. But it's not sitting well with everyone this morning. Kevin Barnhart has the story. 
the more I've read about it, the more it seems like that organization doesn't even have the authority to do that. Catholic high football coach Gabe Fertitta says the request caught him by surprise. I think it caught a lot of people by surprise. It seemed quite like a knee-jerk thing. Fertitta says he doesn't have the answers, but until an official ruling is put down... As coaches, the best thing we can do is try to be positive with our kids, keep them optimistic, have them enjoy the day. We got to lift and run and, and do some football today. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Tulane researchers discover the SARS-CoV-2 virus can be exhaled in tiny droplets that occur naturally when breathing. It can suspend itself in the air and remain infectious for over half a day. Tulane's National Primate Research Center Director of Infectious Disease Aerobiology, Chad Roy, says they tested the infectious droplets in a highly controlled setting. To our surprise, the SARS-CoV-2 went in sized particles that are highly respirable maintained infectivity up to 16 hours in an aerosol suspension. That controlled setting did not account for the effects of sunlight, wind, or other naturally occurring things that could impact the particle. Roy says that level of staying power is unusual for a coronavirus. SARS-CoV-2 is hardier than the MERS virus and the original SARS virus from way back in 2003. While it is concerning to know that the virus can be spread by more than just coughing, Roy says the good news is that those droplets can still be stopped by a mask. For the most part, these types of particles will be caught in that. The velocity of air that moves out of your mouth when you're, you're exhaling is such that it'll drive it into the material. And finally, the Pelicans depart for the NBA bubble in Orlando today with some players a bit uneasy about resuming play. Matt Doyle has this story to wrap up our update. Forward Brandon Ingram was asked if he thinks this whole bubble experiment will actually work. I'm not that confident. And guard Lonzo Ball says he's concerned that restarting the NBA season will distract attention away from the ongoing conversation about racial justice. Hopefully we can, you know, have that spotlight on us. And like I said, just keep, you know, pushing, pushing, pushing and do what we can to you know, promote change. But J.J. Reddick sounds content to go to Disney World. For me personally, I think, I think it'll be a lot of pool time. I'm Matt Doyle. After a pretty soggy start to the work week, we'll start to transition out of that wet pattern and into a hotter, drier one as we get towards the end of the week. Today is kind of the middle ground day, a 30% chance for an isolated shower, maybe a quick thunderstorm as we get further into the afternoon. I think most of us are going to be staying dry, but... If you are going to be out and about, as always, this time of year, not a bad idea to just keep an eye on that radar. Temperatures are going to get up to around 90 degrees in the afternoon. Heat index is going to be running a lot warmer than that. Winds will be from the west-southwest at about 8 to 12 miles an hour. And your overnight lows are going to be dropping down into the upper 70s. We'll see a warming pattern here over the next couple of days. In fact, it should be looking at the mid-90s by the time we get to Saturday. So warming up across Acadiana, going to be drying out as well. It'll still be muggy outside, but shower chances going to be dropping through the rest of the week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 79 degrees here at KPL. Our weather update brought to you by Albertsons. Boneless chuck roast for two seventy nine a pound, green seedless grapes for eighty seven cents a pound, and twenty four pack signature select refresh water, sixteen point nine ounce bottles for only one ninety seven each. News Talk ninety six five right now traffic. Double checking what's happening in our traffic at this hour. 
We do have a report of a stalled vehicle this morning northeast of Angeline Thruway at Mud. Again, it's a stalled vehicle northeast of Angeline Thruway at Mud. Hey, please make sure that you're buckling up and that you're keeping it safe out there today. Our traffic update being brought to you by the Positive Coaching Alliance. If you have questions about youth or high school sports, the Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Find out more at Positive Coach Nate. I'm reaching out to Rob Kirkpatrick on Acadiana's Morning News. Look, Good morning. If you, if you can reach me, that's uh. a really long arm. <laughs> Good morning to you. How Hi. are you? I'm doing well, sir. How is, uh, how's the foot? Okay, uh, we're good. We, okay. we are great. All right. Um, uh, your uh, cast is beautiful, by the way. Hey, let me tell you, it's all new for me. Do you realize <laughs> I've made it this whole time in my life and I've never broken a bone before? Ah. I've rolled ankles. Yeah. I have sprained wrists. You know, I've done things like that. But this is the first ever fracture, so it's all new for me. I was actually quite impressed with the wrapping process of the, oh. of the cast. Was it fascinating? It was. <laughs> By the way, they gave me a plethora of color choices uh-huh. over at the orthopedic surgeon. And... um I went with the black though. I just Basic I, I said, black. I said okay. let's just you know, there are times I have to be up in front of people, um, speaking to people and um and who knows how long I'm gonna have this thing. So I needed to <laughs> it needed to work for any occasion, from weddings to funerals and everything in between. So there you go. Oh, you're just awesome. I missed you yesterday. Thanks for holding everything down. It was sure. a great show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, and of course, we wake up on another day of a ton of news. Yes. Bernie, yes, the, the name Mary Kay Letourneau, I oh had not thought of for years. I Mary bet. Kay Letourneau died yesterday or died on Monday, I guess. The news came out yesterday. Um, she was 58 years old. She was suffering from cancer. Um, if you'll remember, this was the teacher. She was 34 years old. She had the relationship with her 12-year-old teacher. Um he ended up being 13. You know, he turned 13 over the course of their relationship. She ends up um, convicted in 1997 of that relationship because yeah. the charge ended up being rape, you know, yeah. uh, of the 13-year-old student. Um, she goes to jail. Um, when she gets out of jail um, around 2005, they actually get married and they stay married for about 12 years. In 2017, I guess I hadn't even realized this, they filed for legal separation, but... Um, apparently he was there uh, with her 24-7. They have two children together. And, um, and yes, she died. There's no information yet on what type of cancer, but they say that she'd been battling it for some time. And, uh-huh. um, you know, the, the, the death was case. pretty sudden. You know, thing. when I think of that name, Burn, all I can see is Deborah Norville and inside edition i know it was like their favorite story to ever cover and you know it seems to be pretty open and shut but there is so much fascination over something that is so taboo i know you know what is it 20 was it 24 years difference roughly or 22 i mean that's wild so and it's the thing of you know here is a student you know who is in a classroom of a woman you know who takes advantage of him and it's just um the whole thing was just 
bizarre. But then you have him who's like, I'm not a victim. I knew I right, loved her. Right. But you're I mean, twelve. You know, but you're twelve, right? So anyway, so uh so she uh she passed away. Uh this by the way, they they lived up in the Seattle area. That's also where she taught and where everything sort of happened. So that's cooking. Right. <laughs> I mean um, what about those numbers that we got from the Secretary of State's office yesterday about mail-in voting? Uh -huh. We had the first round of it. You know, I, wasn't it like the number was like forty-five thousand or, yeah. or something? Um, and and they're seeing different trends. Okay, I, I, I guess what you're seeing is maybe people who didn't go before. Um, John Kubion from JMC Analytics, he's predicting a seventy percent turnout in November. If wow. we keep this, I mean, it's just very interesting to see what's how it's actually going to shake out. You know, I'm an in-person voter, so I went early on when early voting did the started. Early thing, yeah. Which I went was ahead great. and did that, but um, but you know, with so many different you know things going on and kids being out of school and you know some schools closing because of this new uptick in cases that we have had, mm -hmm. you know, it's uh. It's, it's we live be in a very weird world that just keeps changing. The new normal is what is happening every day. Oh, it you know? is. You yes. just kind of figure out the new normal and you sort of proceed from there. And you just hope that, you know, I don't know, that you don't have to figure out some sort of new way to, to do mm -hmm. whatever you normally do. You know, it's weird because... I don't know. I mean, it seems like it's been a solid. Oh, by the way, we crossed a, an important milestone over the weekend. Oh, did we? Um, on, let's see, on, no, you know what? It was actually on Monday, and we didn't even talk about it. Mm. Monday was the um, fifth anniversary of you getting to deal with me and <gasps> um, fun. Me being on the morning show with you. So, uh, super so fun. We're in our sixth year together now. Can you oh. believe? It's lovely, Roberto. All the things that have happened. Can you imagine? Um, no, it's been My quite goodness. the wild ride. Mm -hmm. you, you, we're, we're like a mere fraction of ourselves that we were back right? then. Right. You know, yes. there have been some ups. There have been some downs. Yes. I always joke whenever whenever I see people on Facebook that, but you know, if you're going to say happy anniversary, like just say happy anniversary. Don't say, you know, you've been terrible sometimes mm -hmm. and they're and, and it, it, I, we all know that. We all know that's how relationships <laughs> go. But I always laugh when someone's like, through all the ups and the downs, mm -hmm. you know, you're there, especially the downs. There's been a lot of downs. And, and remember that time you cheated. You know, like they put everything Ooh, on yes. Facebook. That's anyway, enough, right? so um, through the ups and through the downs, Ms. Byrne, uh, yes. it's been a fun five years. It together. has been. And it's and been with crazy. Brando, too. Yeah. Me, you, and Brando. I know, man. Three Musketeers. We you know? have been the three Musketeers. It's been but quite fun. It has been fun. So, anyway, we kind of march on from this but yes. uh, we're going to keep you up to date on everything you need to know of course today we're going to be talking to uh insurance commissioner jim donnellan yes indeed uh, the last couple of days another big insurance company state farm announced yep. that they were going to lower rates and so you know gosh it it even seemed with the 11th hour deal there were still some people who thought it wasn't quite enough to actually see savings in the pockets mm -hmm. of of uh the insured motorists here in the state of louisiana but we'll ask uh Jim Donnellan, if that's the case, or if he expects more companies to make similar announcements. Mm. So that's coming up. It's also Winging It Wednesday. Kavon oh Borlaug will join us. And um, he's the newest about, host, right? I was about to say, he's the newest one to the KPL lineup. He starts a show. Um, you know, Cigar Dave ended his show the last week of June. Mm -hmm. We had a holiday weekend last weekend. And mm -hmm. so implicit bias 
with Kavan Bordelon starts uh, 11 o'clock on Saturdays this mm -hmm. weekend on KPL and every weekend after. And so we're going to talk to him about that. Also, just, you know what, Burn? I just want to turn up his mic and just say, go. And then we just go get some, we just go get a drink. You know, I'll go, well, I'll I mean, roll think, myself to the kitchen. The whole time you have been here behind the scenes, this discussion has been going on. Yep. Um, because yep. he is often, you know, in the very early stages with his broadcasting history, we love to have him on as a guest and it's a natural fit. You know, it when is. you're a broadcaster and um, you end up, you know, being very opinionated, it's uh, it's going to be a terrific show. Well, he also said, you know, implicit bias and the, you know, in his mind where he's going with that is that everyone likes what they like. Like That's you, right. you like what you like, you know what you know. Um, you know, and that conversation has come up a bit um, when we had him on the last time. Uh, he sat in for a little while, uh, one of the days that you were out last week. And, you know, he was like, that's one of the things. I mean, yes, we can we can be tolerant of other things. But at the end of the day, we know what we know. Like, right. And we like what we like. And so, anyway, we're going to talk to Kavon Bordelon coming up on the show as well. And then, of course, we'll get uh, an update on how we're looking early voting-wise, especially going into this Saturday's yes. uh, municipal and presidential primary elections from Louis Perrette. It the man matters with the plan. if you vote this weekend because, you know, whether you're in the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, not only the presidential preference primary – but also, who's going to be representing you locally? Yep, the you party, the party right. seats for the, uh, yeah, in there. So, anywho, we're going to have a big old show for you on this Wednesday. I'm happy to be back. Thanks to Miss Byrne too. for getting everything um, It was a marathon yesterday. day. <laughs> I'm sure it was. It was fun. I'm it was sure fun. it was. It really was fun, though. Yeah, it was. A, I had a great time yesterday, and I, I got to hang out with some really cool people on the show. And so that's always, um, it's just, it's a blast. Loving yeah. it. So, um, by the way, uh, yes. we're going to have to talk about logistics uh, for tomorrow. But I sort of woke up this morning with the envie uh -huh. to go to Cajun Field tomorrow morning to do the show. Because I can't, you know, I can't be at the station. That's why I'm working from home. Uh -huh. But tomorrow is when the graduations start. Uh -huh. um, 730 uh -huh. in the morning is yeah, Northside right. High School. I can sure post up in the back of my truck and tell people not to get near me. And um, I can talk okay. to you, right? You, uh, hey, freak, whatever you want. I okay? mean, I think so. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we'll see. Well, well you could. They have, now, they have a plug over there I can plug into. You could, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could get wild. I, you know what? I might have to make some calls <laughs> and figure out how to get up into that press box, you know, mm. to do that. Anyway, we're going to work on all that stuff. You're listening to Acadiana's Morning News on Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Make sure you download our app. You have a direct line into our studio, and you also get headlines as they happen. Indeed. And that means first. Hey, so. fresh stories this morning. A crazy, crazy case Two arrests out of St. Landry Parish. Go to the website or Facebook. You can check it out there. Got some more stuff uh, coming about some overnight uh, situations. So, whoo, man, it's been crazy. A crazy 24 hours. We'll get you all up to date. You're listening to Acadiana's Morning News. Implicit bias. We've all got it. Many hurl the term as an insult. I take it as a compliment. I'm Kavon Bordelon, and I like being a Catholic, conservative, fun-loving guy. So let's talk about that and everything surrounding those ideals. 11 a.m. Saturdays, Implicit Bias on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Phone lines are open. Call the show at 232-1542. 232-1542. Then listen live anytime with the free KPL News app. Free in the App Store or Google Play. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL96.5.com.
The number of COVID-19 hospitalizations is back above 1,000 for the first time since the middle of May. 1,025 people are now hospitalized in our state as a result of COVID-19. 109 of them are on ventilators. The state also reported 23 new deaths on Tuesday. Investigators with the Lafayette Parish Sheriff's Department are continuing their investigation into a shooting that took place near Doosan Monday night. According to reports, the incident happened on Allegro Avenue shortly before 9 o'clock. When deputies arrived on the scene, they discovered one person had been shot. That person, identified as 36-year-old Adam West of Doosan, was fatally wounded. No arrests have been made. A St. Landry Parish woman died in a crash that happened Monday night around 9.15. Officers with state police say 34-year-old Jada Boulay died in a single vehicle crash. That woman lost control of her car on U.S. Highway 190 in St. Landry Parish. The car hit a culvert and flipped. Officers with the Scott Police Department have arrested a woman they say allegedly shot a man she had recently broken up with. Scott Police say 35-year-old Delana Francis turned herself in yesterday afternoon. She was seen fleeing down East Gloria Switch Road from the man's home and has been charged with attempted second-degree murder. Add Shreveport to the list of local governments requiring masks of everyone inside businesses. Mayor Adrian Perkins' order goes into effect today at 5 o'clock. Turning to news on this Saturday's municipal elections and presidential preference primary, 103,000 people early voted in person for Saturday's election. At least another 76,000 sent in mail-in ballots. JMC Analytics pollster John Cuvion says that those are huge numbers for a presidential primary that's pretty much already decided. Cuvion says it's also newsworthy that more black voters than white voters voted early based on numbers posted Sunday by the Secretary of State's office. Cuvion also says 44% of early voting came in by mail, and he forecasts 17% of all primary ballots will be mailed in by the time the primary ends. JMC estimates this year we could see a turnout at 70% in the general election. Two major cruise lines are getting advice on how to welcome passengers back safely. Royal Caribbean and Norwegian have hired a panel of health experts on coronavirus to work to win approval from regulatory agencies. The group is focused on four categories and will share findings by the end of next month. Most cruise lines have voluntarily suspended service through September 15th. More than 200 scientists from 30 countries say coronavirus can be spread through the air. They're publishing a report this week to point out that hand washing and socially distancing, well, it may be partially effective. The World Health Organization confirms there is some evidence emerging of airborne spread, but says it's not yet definitive. They plan to release more findings in the coming days. A Republican senator isn't getting involved in the presidential race and will instead focus on her own re-election. Susan Collins tells the New York Times she doesn't campaign against former colleagues. She served with presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden before he became vice president. She also didn't vote for President Trump in 2016 as a Republican when he ran against her former colleague, Hillary Clinton. And finally, two Lysol products are now proven to kill coronavirus on surfaces. The EPA approved disinfectant spray, saying it could wipe out the virus in two minutes. 
Also, disinfectant Max Cover Mist. These are the first to be tested directly against COVID-19, and more than 400 other disinfectants are being tested and could be approved in the coming weeks. Coming up, your forecast from the KATC Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, and don't forget, take KPEL wherever you go with the KPEL News app. Download it now for up-to-the-minute headlines and a direct line into your favorite KPEL shows. After a fairly wet start to the work week, a chance to dry out starting today and lasting through the rest of the week. A 30% chance for an isolated shower or two. So not completely dry, but it won't be as widespread as it's been the last couple of days. Highs today get up to around 90 degrees under partly sunny skies. Winds from the west-southwest at about 8 to 12 miles an hour. Overnight lows tonight are going to drop down into the upper 70s. We are heating up and staying dry through the rest of the work week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. Right now, 79 degrees, very muggy out there today. Our weather update brought to you by Overhead Door of Lafayette. They'll work for you. Trust no one else over your head. You want to have the best. Overhead Door of Lafayette. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. An earlier report of a stalled vehicle northeast of Angeline Thruway at Mud. That's northeast of Angeline Thruway at Mud. Or- So Rob and I are very lucky because we get to talk to the most amazing people. If there is an elected official, then we're going to be able to talk to that person. Our insurance commissioner, Jim Donnellan, joining us on the line this morning. Well, good morning. Good morning, Bernadette. How are you today? Oh, well, Rob and I are doing great this morning. Okay, so I wanted to, there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Number one, um, State Farm has announced another reduction uh, so wanted to find out a little bit about that. Yes, it's the biggest so far. And with the three they've done consecutively before this one, the four total 23% rate decrease in the cost of auto insurance for the million drivers in Louisiana who get their auto insurance from State Farm. Uh, this one's a little different. This is the biggest. It's 9.6%. But it's not based upon competition or loss experience in our state on State Farm's Louisiana Book of Business. It's a nationwide rate decrease that's being done in all 50 states as a result of the stay-at-home orders, less miles being driven, less claims being filed, less lawsuits, et cetera, et cetera. And previously, they had done a rebate, a a refund, if you will, as 97% of the uh, market share for the companies writing auto insurance in Louisiana have done voluntarily, not only in our state, but also across the, the United States. Because, again, claims are down, lawsuits are down as a result of, of the driving being down significantly. I, I go in and out of Baton Rouge without slowing down sometimes <laughs> because the traffic has disappeared. It's amazing. But um, yeah. a slight benefit to this crisis that we're all living through as we speak. 
You know, I think a lot of people, whenever they saw the news about State Farm, thought that it had something to do with the last-minute tort reform measure that happened during the special session. You know, you sort of ended up being the unlikely star of, of that because, you know, the question kept coming down to, would there be a mandate with any of these uh, agreements with the, with the state that coverage would have to cost less in the state of Louisiana. That mandate was never there. And it, when we talk to lawmakers, especially in the days since, um, a lot of them have said, well, it's it's a start and it's, you know, kind of going in the right direction. But mandating lower premiums might have an effect and, and could even drive companies out. Where do you stand on that now, kind of given the debate that we've had? Oh, it, it, they are absolutely correct. And in fact, the most in crisis part of our market is our commercial auto marketplace, where 18 wheelers, school bus drivers, non-emergency medical transport folks, tow truck drivers, they, they're down to one, two, maybe three companies willing to write their business in the state of Louisiana. And they said when we started doing tort reform, don't put any mandate in because we're afraid we'll lose the last two or three that we have access to right now. A mandate is a shot in the dark, Rob. Who knows? I, I can tell you, I did the first Omnibus Premium Reduction Act as a legislator in 1998, and it had a 10% mandated reduction in the liability cost for our drivers in our state, a huge dollar effect year over year. The premium taxes paid on every insurance policy in our state of all forms went down year over year because of that 10% rate reduction mandated for no pay, no play. Since then, also in that bill, we had something called economic only UM, and, and it was mandated to come with a 20% rate reduction. The actual filings immediately from all the companies writing that line of business called for a 40% rate reduction. On the other side, about six, eight years ago, we, we increased the minimum limits for auto insurance bought by uh, drivers who are just buying insurance to comply with state law, the minimum coverages. The projections were a 15% cost increase. It was 24% when, when the filings were done and the losses uh, came in. It's, it's a shot in the dark. It really, the best idea came last year with the Omnibus Premium Reduction Act that uh, now Senator Talbot introduced. And it said for three years in a row, mandate every auto insurer to come in and file a rate filing. They don't have to ask for an increase or a decrease. They have to show us what their experience was since their last filing. And we could see how much profit they're making or not making as a result of whatever tort reform had been passed. That's not part of the bill that uh, that just uh, passed and was will be signed into law by the governor. But I thought that was the best approach to the mandated issue uh, that, frankly, the opponents of, of tort reform used to say, oh, there's no rate reduction called for in this bill. No, there's none called for, mandated, but there is the, the expectation that they will reduce the cost for, for drivers because we're such an outlier in our tort system in Louisiana. Yeah, you know, and I think that's hard, but I, I feel like what I hear you're saying is that there's not a silver bullet for price either. You know, it's it's a, the chicken yeah. and the egg situation. No doubt about it. Every state, ours included, 
bases its cost of insurance and cost of all forms of insurance for that matter, homeowners, on the loss experience in that state alone. So something profitable in Iowa or, or in, in Ohio helps us not at all. It helps them and losses in our state are borne not by State Farm or all state, but by other policyholders in our state because insurance is a cost plus business. Whatever their loss experience was, whatever look back period they used, two years, three years, one year, they add to that loss experience a profit factor, 7% typically in our state. Most states, it's 8 to 9%. Our rates are so high, they really ask for less profit because they're afraid they'll lose business to the uninsured rate yeah, yeah. If, they, if they go for the full, the full price. So it's, it's really a, a distraction, not a real issue to focus on, well, they don't have a mandated rate reduction in this bill. What happens is we see what the effect is and the, the rates reflect the, the reduced loss experience. All, if it doesn't work and it increases, they will go up because of that uh, loss experience going up. Is there some sort of ceiling where, um, you know, I know a lot of times we hear like in the oil and gas industry, there's a certain dollar per barrel where the majority of these oil and gas companies, you know, know they can make a profit, but it has to be at this certain level. Is there a certain level for these commercial customers mm, to question. keep their businesses here? Because we hear, you know, there was the logging company that we talked about at the beginning of the session that moved just over the state line in Mississippi to operate there, even though all their business is actually taking place in the state of Louisiana? No question about it. In all forms of insurance, the loss experience that, that uh, is, is used to determine rates, different from what is also used to determine race, uh, rates, is the administrative cost, the office expense, yeah, the rent, yeah. the personnel expense, the claims adjusting expense, the commissions paid to, to agents that sell the product. 66%, about two-thirds of the cost of insurance is, is the part that is, pay, is, is earmarked and, and expected to be paid out in claims for, from uh, losses in life insurance, or long-term care insurance, health insurance, or auto insurance. Hmm. Jim Donilon, State Commissioner of Insurance. Uh, I think there are a lot of people that will, will still have questions until they see it on their own bill. You know, we can talk about this um, on the radio, but if you're not a State Farm customer, you're not seeing the rebate or the rate reduction there, which is a part of a nationwide thing. So thanks for the clarification on that. But um, sure. you know, I think people are, are ready to see it when they get that premium bill. Uh, Jim Donilon, right. thanks so much for your time. Glad to be with you, Rob. Y'all have a good have one. Have a great day. You too. Awesome. All right, so now we know the info on that. And right. and the roof did not leak on his head today. Well, you know, that's that always fun, right? One benefit of, of the you know, phone call interviews. And it's not raining right now. Either, well, so. that's good. Go. Yeah, that's always a fun thing. It looks like we're moving <laughs> out of uh, the, the wet part of the week. Uh, we're going to have more from Daniel Phillips coming up on the show. You're listening to Acadiana's Morning News. Quick break here, and we're back with a couple KPL topic train Ooh, items I when we come back. Beds. Yesterday afternoon. Amazon stock inched past the $3,000 per share mark, which as of last evening put Amazon's total market capitalization at a staggering $1.5 trillion. How big can it get? Your Wednesday consumer tech update is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Create a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the Internet. Get an extra three months free at ExpressVPN.com. Amazon will be America's first $2 trillion company. 
Take the total combined value of Apple, Google, Walmart, Costco, Home Depot, Lowe's, Target, CVS, Walgreens, Best Buy, and Kroger, and you're still nowhere near Amazon. The next largest company is Apple, valued at $350 billion. So what's behind Amazon's surge? The pandemic. We're all shopping from home. And how big can Amazon grow? When a working vaccine arrives, I'll tell you. I'm Kim Commando. With so many of us working from home or helping our kids with homework, I want to make sure you have the right printer that's up for the task. The Epson EcoTank makes it easy. This printer has supersized, easy-to-fill ink tanks and comes with a ridiculous amount of ink, enough to print thousands of pages. No more rushing to the store or waiting for your online order to arrive to replace an ink cartridge in between print jobs. So kiss expensive ink cartridges goodbye because the Epson EcoTank printer is truly changing the way that people print. Go ahead and print all your work reports, task lists, and your kids' homework assignments in color, too. Printing quality is excellent. The Epson EcoTank makes it easy. Add it to your online shopping list so you can just fill and chill. The Epson EcoTank, available at Best Buy, Office Depot, Office Max Staples, and at Epson.com slash EcoTankKim. That's Epson.com slash EcoTankKim. Epson.com slash EcoTankKim. The KPL Topic Train is running right on time. Driven by Bruce Hart Poche, LLP, certified public accountants. Oh, boy. You better tell me something good. Some good for you. Um, 15 of the most common silver linings oh. we have found during the pandemic. Okay. Oh, okay. That's kind of nice. This All survey right. says the most common silver linings actually is that we saved money. Uh, 28% of people say they spent less money because they were at home. They weren't doing anything. They okay, were eating wait. at home. They weren't being entertained. They weren't traveling. Exactly. Now, I just received a call from a gentleman who called in talking insurance. He said that his son's insurance bill went down from $114 a month to $48 a month. Okay, there must have been some sort of mistake before. Did they get his name confused with someone who is like nine hit and runs on his record or something? He did say that that his son has a great driving record. That helped with part of it. But these rebates that these companies have been doing, I mean, that's so much better with that extra money in your pocket. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That is huge. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, well, there's some money saved. Um, More things on that silver linings list. Uh, More quality time with family and friends. More free time in general. A better grip on the challenges that other people face, like unemployment and child care issues. The pandemic apparently made us take things less for granted. Appreciate them more. Um, More grateful for your health. More time to check in on people, and the list goes on. So, nice. you know what? If you're having a hard time, I know there are a lot of people who are back working from home. Think about those little things. That's right. Um, Will Farrell, one of our favorites in the Acadiana's Morning News studios. We admit it. We admit it wholeheartedly. He has his first hit song, and it's thanks to a new Netflix movie, which oh, I'm on. telling you, it's been in my queue. What? I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Okay. It is called, the movie's called Eurovision Song Contest. Okay. And, you know, this is very similar. This this sort of contest has come up before, like in Pitch Perfect and stuff. Yeah. They love a good talent show over in Europe. They love it. I don't know why we don't do it more here. I mean, I guess we got America's Got Talent, but yeah. we just don't do it. Anyway, he has a song called Hasavik. And um, it's the okay. title song. 
um, debuted at number 16 on the Billboard charts with 8,000 downloads on the wow, first day. Wow, wow, okay. Anyway, Will, uh, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams star in this movie. Um, it takes place in Sweden. So another little character movie for one Will Ferrell, which I'm excited about. I love that, man. He's I watched crazy. another another Netflix movie that, that popped up in the last couple of days. Yeah. It's... Um, it's about David Foster, the music producer. Uh-huh. When you realize the people that David Foster discovered and how they, de- yeah, everyone mm. from Michael Buble to Celine Dion to finding Josh Groban in his high school choir and wow. asking him to sing with Celine Dion in place of Andrea Bocelli. I mean, like, oh. when you look at these things, it's a really good movie um, yeah, on, uh, so. on Netflix. Uh, make some time for it. All right, 6.52 now. We're coming up on 7 o'clock. That means Winging It Wednesday. Kevon Bordelon joins us, and we'll talk about his brand-new show, Implicit Bias. Okay. Um, and what that even means. What, mm-hmm. what, is, what does it mean? Anyway, we're going to do that when we come back with a KDNS morning. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. For the July 4th week in American blue cities were practically war zones. Hundreds were shot. Many were killed, including young children in San Francisco, Atlanta, and Chicago. In New York City, over 40 people were shot. Eight were killed. On Monday, the idiot Mayor de Blasio held a presser to explain it all away. He blamed the violence on the virus. With a straight face, the mayor said that people have been cooped up for months. The economy isn't firing on all cylinders. So with the July heat, they got out of the house and they just started shooting people. New York City Police Commissioner Dermot Shea has a different view. He blamed the crime wave on the criminals released from Rikers Island. Kind of makes sense to me. Turns out Mayor de Blasio ignored police warnings and released 2,500 inmates due to coronavirus fear. 75% of them were convicted felons. Not only did this idiot mayor hurt morale by cutting over a billion dollars in the police budget, the police department was forced to disband a highly successful 600-member anti-crime unit, plain clothes guys. And now, shootings in New York City up 205% over last year. When it comes to deadly viruses, it's the liberal virus far more deadly than the coronavirus will ever be. And if you don't believe that, go ahead. Spend a weekend in any blue city you pick. Just make sure you grab a gun before you go. Just because you can write does not qualify you to be a best-selling author. And the same logic applies to identity theft protection. You may be good at monitoring your credit, but that doesn't make you an authority on identity theft. Data breaches, your personal information gets in the wrong hands. This becomes complicated stuff. Cyber criminals commit identity theft every day. Now, on your own, you could miss certain identity threats, like somebody taking out a payday loan in your name, for instance. Or... Your information stolen as part of a data breach put out there on the dark web for other cyber bad guys to use for their own selfish gain. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft, but let me tell you, LifeLock has the tools and the know-how to help you like no other. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Just go to LifeLock.com, promo code RUSH. That's it. LifeLock.com, promo code RUSH. 25% 
25. Get the free KPL News app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette. More than 10,000 new cases in California. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Only a few other states have hit that daily mark as the total number of coronavirus cases is around 3 million now in the U.S. Texas the other day, New York back in April, and Florida several days ago. Fox's Evan Brown's live in Broward County. Yeah, Dave, hospitals around Florida are filling up with some either at capacity or with their ICUs at capacity. But Governor Ron DeSantis says the majority of patients are not elderly from the nursing homes. We're seeing a smaller number of residents of long-term care facilities admitted. Now, they've even opened special facilities to where they can keep medically stable COVID patients, including one in a closed-down hospital in Miami, which continues to see the most cases, forcing another shutdown of certain businesses. But Gyms can remain open, though people need to work out with masks on, Dave. Evan, President Trump wants kids back in class this fall. We're very much going to put pressure on uh, governors and everybody else to open the schools. Now, most states are working out some sort of plan for school reopenings. The U.S. is pulling out of the World Health Organization. Vice President Pence told Fox it let us down. By not, uh, by not informing the United States and the wider world, of this uh, uh, pandemic as it began in China. Joe Biden says if he's elected president, he'll undo the move. Biden won two more primaries on his way to the Democratic nomination, Delaware and New Jersey. But there's another 2020 contender. Kanye West, who claims he's serious. Forbes says it conducted four rambling hours of interviews with Kanye West Tuesday, with a billionaire rapper saying he's lost faith in President Trump and he's ready to make a run for the White House himself under a banner he calls the birthday party. He says that's because when we win, it's everybody's birthday. Fox's Jill Nato, Kanye West has missed deadlines to be on the November ballot in some states. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Mexico's leader goes to the White House today. Mexico's President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador travels to Washington to mark the new U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, which took effect July 1st. For President Trump, today's visit is an opportunity to criticize Joe Biden for supporting NAFTA more than two decades ago. That could help garner votes in the Midwest states where workers blame the old trade deal for prompting U.S. companies to shift manufacturing to Mexico 
where labor costs are lower. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is skipping today's meeting after Canada raised concerns over potential U.S. tariffs on Canadian aluminum. In Washington, John Decker, Fox News. While we wait for more key Supreme Court rulings, there's news about Chief Justice John Roberts. We're now told he suffered a fall last month and cut his forehead and spent the night in the hospital. Doctors believe dehydration caused Roberts to be lightheaded. Very few of us have gone to see a movie in months, but theater chains plan reopenings later this month, though that won't be allowed in some places like New Jersey, so they have filed a lawsuit. The chains, which include the most well-known, AMC, Cinemark, and Regal, say Governor Phil Murphy's decision to keep them closed amounts to exclusion. The companies point to the fact that places that draw similar numbers of people, malls and churches, as well as other entertainment venues, aquariums, and museums are being allowed to open. The companies are being backed by the National Association of Theater Owners in seeking an injunction, allowing them to welcome moviegoers again. As the pandemic has persisted, theaters have had to lay off workers to save money. Gernal Scott, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures have been up and down this morning. They're now up modestly the day after a big sell-off when the Dow was down almost 400 points. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. And in headlines today, the number of COVID-19 hospitalizations is back above 1,000 for the first time since the middle of May. There are 1,025 hospitalizations because of COVID-19. Morgan City's Louisiana Shrimp and Petroleum Festival, they've announced their cancellation for 2020. Now, the festival usually held over the Labor Day weekend holiday, released their announcement on Facebook. Over 103,000 people early voted in person for Saturday's presidential primary. At least another 76,000 sent in a mail-in ballot. JMC analytics pollster John Cuvia says those are huge numbers for a presidential primary already decided. Cuvia says it's also newsworthy that more blacks than whites voted early based on numbers that were posted by the Secretary of State. Good office. Wednesday morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Lafayette Parish graduation ceremonies are moving across the street to Cajun Field. That news comes from LPSS after the state fire marshal's office alerted the Cajun Dome that it could not host the graduations that were scheduled to start there tomorrow. The changes are due to guidelines set forth in response to coronavirus. Previously, district officials laid out plans to screen attendees before they could enter the Cajun Dome graduations. The district says the safety measures such as wearing masks and keeping social distance will remain in effect. The first ceremony will be for Northside High School. It's set to begin at 7.30 tomorrow morning. Sales tax revenues are performing much better than some early estimates at the height of the COVID-19 shutdown in March and April. Lafayette Parish reached $2.42 billion in taxable sales. That's 5.4% lower than 2019 and 0.75% lower than 2018. In the city of Lafayette, year-to-date taxable sales are down 8.44% compared to 2019, and May 2020 to May 2019 sales are down 8.97%. Early estimates said tax revenues in Lafayette could be down as much as 35% during the state-mandated stay-at-home order. A Facebook page with a history of publishing memes got a bit more attention than it probably bargained for yesterday. 
An event page that said an Antifa rally would be held in River Ranch caused enough of a stir that some concerned residents started calling Lafayette Consolidated Government. The event, which was never actually happening, prompted a response from the mayor president in which he said, quote, promoting a riot or any disorderly conduct, whether joking or a hoax, is irresponsible and reckless. Morgan City's Louisiana Shrimp and Petroleum Festival has announced its cancellation for 2020. The festival, which is usually held over the Labor Day weekend, released an announcement on its Facebook page yesterday. The Shrimp and Petroleum Festival is one of the many local events whose leaders had to make the difficult decision to cancel and or postpone due to the coronavirus pandemic. Chairman of the Senate Committee on Education, Baton Rouge Senator Cleo Fields, has requested that Bessie suspend all fall sports for K-12 schools. But it's not sitting well with everyone this morning. Kevin Barnhart has the story. The more I've read about it, the more it seems like that organization doesn't even have the authority to do that. Catholic high football coach Gabe Fertitta says the request caught him by surprise. I think it caught a lot of people by surprise. It seemed quite like a knee-jerk thing. Fertitta says he doesn't have the answers, but until an official ruling is put down... As coaches, the best thing we can do is try to be positive with our kids, keep them optimistic, have them enjoy the day. We got to lift and run and, and do some football today. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Tulane researchers discover the SARS-CoV-2 virus can be exhaled in tiny droplets that occur naturally when breathing. It can suspend itself in the air and remain infectious for over half a day. Tulane's National Primate Research Center Director of Infectious Disease Aerobiology, Chad Roy, says they tested the infectious droplets in a highly controlled setting. To our surprise, the SARS-CoV-2 went in sized particles that are highly respirable maintained infectivity up to 16 hours in an aerosol suspension. That controlled setting did not account for the effects of sunlight, wind, or other naturally occurring things that could impact the particle. Roy says that level of staying power is unusual for a coronavirus. SARS-CoV-2 is hardier than the MERS virus and the original SARS virus from way back in 2003. While it is concerning to know that the virus can be spread by more than just coughing, Roy says the good news is that those droplets can still be stopped by a mask. For the most part, these types of particles will be caught in that. The velocity of air that moves out of your mouth when you're, you're exhaling is such that it'll drive it into the material. And finally, the Pelicans depart for the NBA bubble in Orlando today with some players a bit uneasy about resuming play. Matt Doyle has this story to wrap up our update. Forward Brandon Ingram was asked if he thinks this whole bubble experiment will actually work. I'm not that confident. And guard Lonzo Ball says he's concerned that restarting the NBA season will distract attention away from the ongoing conversation about racial justice. Hopefully we can, you know, have that spotlight on us. And like I said, just keep, you know, pushing, pushing, pushing and do what we can to you know, promote change. But J.J. Reddick sounds content to go to Disney World. For me personally, I think think it'll be a lot of pool time i'm matt doyle hey guys it's bernadette lee all right i i love to ask people how are they sleeping how's it going look every day it seems like there is a new normal so if you get your sleep right you'll be feeling fantastic get yourself a routine right okay your routine is make sure the setting for when you're going to sleep is a peaceful setting don't drink a bunch of caffeinated stuff, whether it's tea or coffee or even soda. Like after three o'clock in the afternoon, your room needs to be 
cooled down so you can relax and start sleeping and get yourself a sleep number bed because you get to decide how the bed feels. You want a firm mattress? You pick a higher number. You want a softer mattress maybe to cuddle you a little bit more? Well, then you pick a lower number. I have a sleep number setting of 50. Brett's is 60. So husband's like, and eh, no, I want a little bit firmer on my side. Look, with a sleep number bed, there's no fighting anymore. And especially during these times when, oh, wait, I went to the office. No, wait, now we're working from home again. You know, the biggest thing that you can do for your health is to get a great night's sleep. It will boost your immune system. There's all this research that backs up everything about a sleep number bed helping you to fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. You're going to wake up feeling great in the morning. So do what I did. Go to the sleep number store where you can discover this proven quality sleep. Look, it's about you, your health, your well-being. Get yourself a sleep number 360 smart bed. And now for a limited time, you're going to save a lot of money. You can save up to $900 on select smart beds from Sleep Number. So, and you decide how to shop. You can go into the store. You can look it up online, like sleepnumber.com. You can go there. You can chat with somebody or go to the store. The Sleep Number store in Lafayette is right at the corner of Settlers Trace and Ambassador Caffrey, right near Whole Foods. And you can give it a whirl for yourself. Look, a Sleep Number bed, I'm telling you. This is the best bed on the market. After a pretty soggy start to the work week, we'll start to transition out of that wet pattern and into a hotter, drier one as we get towards the end of the week. Today is kind of the middle ground day, a 30% chance for an isolated shower, maybe a quick thunderstorm as we get further into the afternoon. I think most of us are going to be staying dry, but if you are going to be out and about, as always, this time of year, not a bad idea to just keep an eye on that radar. Temperatures are going to get up to around 90 degrees in the afternoon. Heat index is going to be running a lot warmer than that. Winds will be from the west-southwest at about 8 to 12 miles an hour. After overnight, lows are going to be dropping down into the upper 70s. We'll see a warming pattern here over the next couple of days. In fact, we should be looking at the mid-90s by the time we get to Saturday. So warming up across Acadiana, going to be drying out as well. It'll still be muggy outside, but shower chance is going to be dropping through the rest of the week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. And right now, 79 degrees here at the KPL Studios. And our news update brought to you by Compassion International. Join Compassion. Give hope to a family in poverty. You just give a $40 one-time gift. Text the word HOPE to 83393. That's the word HOPE to 83393. News Talk 96.5, KPL. right now, traffic. So we're doing pretty good out there. However, we do have one traffic hotspot to report to you. This is a crash with injuries, Mills Street at West Willow and Scott. It's a crash with injuries, Mills Street at West Willow in Scott. So just make sure you're buckling up and keeping it safe out there. Our traffic brought to you by the Matthew James Financial Group. Wealth management and retirement planning is just a phone call away. 366-8366-366-8366. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. 
articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Rob, do you have too much time on your hands, man? I know you do. I think you broke your leg just so you can hang at the house. Is that I'm true? Just, are you joking me? Oh, <laughs> I'm just my. kidding. Come oh, on. Now. Take that back. Take okay. it back. I take it back, man. I am, I am literally dodging children. Um, I'm hearing <laughs> a breakfast being cooked. I'm smelling breakfast being cooked. Where's yeah, I'm my sitting breakfast? right here <laughs> drinking a protein shake and talking to you and Kavon Bordelon. It is Winging It Wednesday after all. Good morning to everyone. How is everyone doing today? I am doing very, very well. Thank you very much. And, and I'm proud I'm to hear fabulous. that you're talking to well, you know, it is better than the alternative because, you know, every once in a while I'll come across someone that, you know, is telling me about all the great things they're doing with their time and they're organizing yeah. and they are redoing their landscaping and their painting and then they don't have children. And so I, I don't feel bad about myself, after, you know. Anyways, um, hey, come on, Bordelon joins us on the phone for Winging It Wednesday and uh, we're coming up on the big launch of your new show, Implicit Bias with Kavan Bordelon. It starts this Saturday, 11 o'clock. And let's just start our conversation there. What does the name mean? Yeah, what's your and point? What, you know what? That's the deal. I'm just going to say that from now on. What's your point? <laughs> so so the, the, point, the point really is this. We've all got something that we like. We've all got stuff that we don't like simply because we like it and don't like it, right? Mm-hmm. We all have our implicit biases, no matter who we are, no matter what they are. So the whole point of the show is like what you like, dislike what you don't like, respect everyone. Ah, that's the point. I like that's the what respect we're gonna talk part. About. We're gonna we're gonna talk about just different kinds of stuff, right? Like, so you know, I in the in the promo, you hear me say I'm Catholic. I like that. I like being Catholic. So we may talk about that at some point. Okay. Uh, we may take questions on that. You never know. I'm a relatively conservative guy. Which you know what we may talk about that too. We may no. talk about the current events. You're no really way. no way. We don't we don't know. <laughs> no, yeah. no, but. But the most important part of all, of all this is that I'm like most people in Acadiana. I like to have fun. Yeah. Right? I, I like to live life to actually have a life. Amen, not just brother. To be alive. And we're going to talk about all those things that, that we like to do because, you know, one of the things that I found about being in media was that you've got to become a jack of all trades but a master of none. Yes. Well, yeah, a lot I, I say that, that all the time. Like to do. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and, and we're going to bring in those experts. So that's that's kind of the point. It's it's funny. Um, I think one of the best compliments ever. And you know what? I'm I'm so lucky to be married to someone who can recognize it and not think that I'm just a freak. Okay. <laughs> but one of the best compliments <laughs> is. You have an ability to talk to anyone about anything. And, I, and I'm and i like, you know what? I'll take that as a compliment because, you know, I get paid several nickels to know a, a little bit about a lot of things, you know, and, and luckily, I guess that's sort of how I attack this show is I, I like for people to teach me, you know, I mean, I learned something this morning with the insurance commissioner, Jim Donilon, that I never knew. And that's the process of getting, you know, insurance prices down and what it's really based on. I never knew there was a fixed profit margin. I mean, I mean what business has does? that? Yeah. What business has yeah. that? You know, oh, it's so true. Yeah. You know, come on. And we have talked to you 
for years and years and years. You know, Kavon and I joke all the time about our coffee talk mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Kavon and I love to talk, and we do. I love Kavon. We pick a to- oh, oh my yes, gosh. we do, and we pick a topic. But I'm getting verklempt. Are you, are you verklempt? <laughs> I'm getting verklempt, especially when we talk about Barbara. No, but seriously, Kavon, you know, that's the thing is we, you know, Rob and I love to be able to ask you about any crazy topic, and you do. You do a takeoff on it, and... You give your opinion. The biggest thing I like about you, Kavon, is that you give your opinion and you are not afraid to give your opinion. And that's pretty tough for a lot of people in this day and age. Well, he doesn't have to be afraid, though, because he doesn't do it to insult someone. Right. He, he says, this is my opinion and I respect yours, too. You know, yours yes. might be different and I'm going to acknowledge that. So, and, you know, that's the, as, as we think through what being a reporter, a journalist used to mean. Mm-hmm. It meant being an unbiased third party, right? Yes. It meant I'm going to accept and see both sides of the story, and I'm going to let you make up your mind, Mr. Viewer, Mrs. Listener, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to let you decide. I'm not going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you both sides of a story. Yes. And then you're going to get to decide where you land. It's not my job to tell you how to live your life. But guess what? It's not your job to tell me how to live mine either. So respect my space. I'll respect yours. And guess what? It takes all kinds to make mm. this world work. It sure does. Yes. You know, it sure like, does. It, I, I tell people all the time, um, my, my father-in-law and I are very similar yet very different. My father-in-law, and I respect that you know what out of him for this, that man can fix anything. I mean, literally, like, you bring him, um, you know, a, a, a doomsday clock, he can fix it. You bring him, you know, you bring him a hyperdrive uh, off, off of, uh, or the flux capacitor, uh, you know, he can fix that too. I mean, the man can fix anything. So you learn that even though you've got some differences, you respect the heck out of each other for what that person can do and does know for what you don't long as they respect you for what you know and they recognize that hey there are things that you know that i don't and things that i know that you don't and yeah that's what makes the world go round uh at this point and as you said rob too you know it is the ability to keep that open mind and to get yourself into something where you can learn something new at the end of the show you don't have to agree with kavan at the end of this show you don't have to agree with whatever craziness we say because uh, we speak just, for yourself. You uh, got to agree with what I think. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to listen, that's a requirement. <laughs> okay, I, I do want to get into some topics, but I want to say again uh, this Saturday, eleven o'clock. Um, implicit bias with Kavan Bordelon. It is will take up one of the two hours uh, left vacant by the Cigar Dave Show, and I think if you were a fan of how that show used to be. Um, you're really going to like with what Kavon has to talk about. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Well, and, and just a, a, if I can give a quick shout out to, to some of the people that are going to be on the show this yep. Saturday, we're going to have Caleb Morse, the rustic renegade, Ooh, on the show. We're, yeah. we're going to have Acadiana's tobacconist, Renee Gerard, on the show. Sweet. Um, they are going to be a part of the show moving forward. They'll be periodic guests along with Burley Pellera. From oh Wayne Wednesday, you guys made a mistake of putting us in the same room one Sweet. time. Um, I just want to let you know that that is bearing fruit. So oh, well, we'll good. be a recurring good. guest on the show as well. I love awesome. it, man. 
Well, it's exciting. Uh, so that's starting on Saturday right here on KPL 11 o'clock. We're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back, jump into some of the issues. Kavan, I want to start with the Trump cousin and the book. Oh, okay, boy. so the book was being questioned <laughs> to start with. It was being challenged in court. Now we hear this week that the release date has actually been moved up and essentially just like with the Bolton book, the bookstores already have it, okay? So, uh, thought about that family. Relatives writing a book. I was about to say, the relative situation is interesting, but we're going to talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Winging It Wednesday. Kavon Bordelon, our guest today, and we're back with more after this. The biggest newsmakers and everyday people making a difference in Acadiana. You're tuned to News Talk 96.5. KPL. Man walks down the street, it's a street in a strange world. Maybe it's the third world, maybe it's his first time around. Doesn't speak the language, holds no currency. He is a foreign man, he's surrounded. to stop singing sure. have we been canceled in the break <laughs> i mean i, I mean just let me know because i'm gonna go for breakfast in the next room if oh, so okay all right good? no i guess we should do a show because kavan's here and everything like yes. you know okay hey there's so much to talk about by the way in the break someone said you have to ask con uh you hey have kanye. To ask kanye no we have to ask kavan about kanye running for president because oh, some of the too. headlines uh, by the way forbes yesterday uh, i mean i you know, you have to wonder after you get done with this four hour, what is being described as a rambling interview with Kanye West about his presidential hopes. Um, you have to wonder. Anyway, we're going to talk about that coming up. But I want to start with Mary Trump. She is a cousin to President Trump, and she has this book out that basically explains a lot of kind of the family dealings that we've we've heard about them we've talked about them and yesterday um during rush on kpel we heard kind of this explanation where um rush kind of said people don't care you know they have known about the blemishes you've known about the trump family they've talked about the real estate dealings and it seems as if the trump base is willing to accept those for what he is doing so mm. then the question then becomes why now why didn't this yes. book come out in that's 2015 a, or 2016 that's a great question <laughs> well, I, I mean <laughs> is that really a question i mean <laughs> i mean let's let's face it there's money to be made right mm -hmm. um and and actually what i find even more intriguing is that the family drama continues and, I, and i've got something that i'll talk about after after that one which i think is kind of the bigger point but the family drama continues because there was actually a tweet that came out, I think it was yesterday. I was actually looking for it while we were in the break. Um, and I, I believe it's Trump's brother who basically says, oh, Mary, we, we know that you've had issues and challenges. Don't make me spill the beans on you. Oh, because you saw an opportunity to go grab some money. Yes. That's some Maury. That's yes. some Maury Povich stuff right oh, there. Oh, it is. So, that, oh my so God. What, what I think. What I think though is the bigger picture is this. I'd like for someone to call in and tell me about their perfect entire family. Yeah, <laughs> totally, yeah. man. I, I'm, Everybody's I'm got on one or a handful. That's, and, and hey, if you don't have one, you're probably it, right? So, <laughs> and the, the sad part is, you may not even. But yeah, even to the people who might be that person, they might be the cousin Eddie, and they still may not know. They just Come don't on. know it's them. Yeah. yeah, they don't know. Yeah, 
but but I, I think people I think people are are much more understanding um, than the maybe the media is about imperfections in others. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. that, that old that old saying that goes back about two thousand years: "Let he who is without sin cast the first stone." I don't mm-hmm. get to throw any rocks, mm-hmm. right? So I, I think people a are starting to understand first of all the pattern that we are seeing, which is I've got a book, and this goes back to Amorosa, right? Oh I've yeah, she she had a book, and yep. then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden you get a leak on the book. And then you get a bunch of people who refute what's in the book. But don't people in Washington book, always do this? Get, they have a high-profile job, and they write a book about it, and then their money comes from the book they wrote. Yeah, I mean, so they don't care what they say, well, that, you know? That that certainly seems to be the money grab, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. certainly seems to be the established pattern, which is I'm not taking the $350,000 a year job when I'm worth $4 million. Mm-hmm. For the three hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year job, I'm taking it for the twenty five million dollar book deal in four years. Yeah, that yeah. seems, seems it, That's it, so sad. I, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm just saying that it, there seems to be a pattern there. And as my dad used to tell me, "Son, do me do me wrong once, shame on you. Do me wrong twice, shame on me. There better not be a third time." Yeah, and I'm yeah. taking third and fourth and fifth time here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, so I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, they obviously, you know, all, every time there's a book, and it's funny because my dad and I had this conversation a couple weeks ago, um, and I forget what how what it was even about, but it was about some bombshell thing that was getting ready to happen, okay? And I just said, Dad, when's the last time? I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's about the Clintons getting arrested. I don't care if it's about Trump getting <laughs> impeached. I don't care. I mean, honestly. Honestly, Kavan, you can think about local, state, national politics, world situations. When is the last time something really lived up to the hype like that? And and he, with a straight face, said probably when Nixon was was out of office. And I said, and how long has that been? You know. And so it, yeah. I understand. I understand why networks do it. It keeps viewers. You know. It. Yeah. You 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 have this thing that's getting ready to happen. Oh, this person's about to be arrested. Oh, Hillary's got to be arrested. Oh, Trump's gonna be gone. I mean. It, and then it never plays out. I feel the same way about these books. It's never as big of a deal. Well, it's it, it leads me to believe, Rob, that we are not vetting what needs to be vetted before we run with headlines. The rush to be first over the rush to be right is destroying the credibility of the news media. I mean, there was recently a Gallup poll that came out that actually said that Congress was more credible than the national news media. What does that tell you? <laughs> oh, my Right? Goodness. And what is their, isn't and, their approval rating like the, 3% as no, a body? It was, it was 13 yeah, at one like point. 13, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's think like about seven. that. Yeah. Now it's 7 so, or something? So we, yeah, and when we think about when we think about what's happened, and, and this is a story that I, I will probably eventually tell like throughout the show, which is uh, the deterioration in the ability of the news media to tell the truth really a lot of times does stem from a lot of news organizations trying to maximize profits, right? When I came in, there was there there was a big consolidation of news media. I mean, yeah. you know, when I was working in New Orleans at WWL, you had guys like Jim Henderson, you had guys like Mike Hoff, and and back in the early '90s, they were making six-figure mid-six-figure yes. salaries That's right. to work in New Orleans, right? 
I got into the business, came over here to Lafayette, took the original job for seventeen five a year, and after thirty days, got a whole thousand dollar raise. Yeah, right. Yep. It's and, a and that's, that's consolidation, what, what you took, man. Yeah. You took the job. Yep. You, you took the job and you worked your way up. Yes. Well, three years later, um, I was actually applying for a job at, at a station in New Orleans. I'd known the, the sports director there for quite a while. And he actually cornered me and asked me for a resume tape. When he called me a few years, a few weeks later, he says, hey, look, um, I know I gave you a figure. And that figure was like 40s to anchor weekends uh, for sports in New Orleans. And he says, I know I, I talked about 40, but we're going to bid this job out. We've got three candidates we feel like can do the job, which at that level, yeah, you're going to get three people who are good sportscasters. Mm -hmm. He says, but we're going to give it to the guy who takes it for the least amount of money. <laughs> yeah. It's, Why uh, would yeah. you even I took admit the that? job in New Orleans <sighs> for $24,000 a year. A oh, year man, later, yeah. they said, you know what? We don't need that. So essentially what had to start happening was they had to start hiring people straight out of college who had no experience. Reporting. They didn't work their way up. They didn't spend time on a beat learning to report, learning how to really, yep. really build sources, Amen. multiple sources, and they weren't trained in journalism. But think about, about it. How can you build sources if you can't afford to be there to start with? Yes. You have to leave every two yeah. years. Yes. You know, you have yep. to. It's no, this cycle because you have to yeah. move up, you know, if and it's in two-year cycles, you know? Yeah. No, Interesting. It's, it's crazy where the business has gone. Well, and you know the um, other and, thing, Kavan, about that too is that is why people are like, "Why do you, why do you still support local newspaper?" That is why I do why. it. That yeah. is exactly why I do it. People are like, "Well, they're this and they're that," and I'm like, "I know that, but it is another voice that is out there, and if we don't support our local people, you know, those jobs disappear, and there's too few people." trying to look into all of these things the press is there to look at government and and this ties directly in and and you you gave me the perfect segue oh well this this is this is about this is you about where decisions are made and where we should be paying attention right yep. um I, I talked about this when i did moon show last friday you know general general Patton once said never tell someone how to do something Tell them what needs to be done and watch them surprise you with their ingenuity. How, mm. how it is done. He understood. He understood that while you can have a broader strategy from an ivory tower, the people who need to make the decisions are the ones who are getting shot at where the bullets are, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so when you're thinking about this on a corporate level, right, corporations love to make decisions at, at big headquarters. But where the decision has the most accurate information is at the local level. Same thing with news, right? We can paint with a broad brush from a national level, but if you want to really know what's going on in your community, if you want to know what's going on in the 550,000 people in your DMA who are around you, who are going to affect you maybe more than anybody on any given day, you got to pay attention to the local people who are connected yep. locally, who and understand live here. what's happening. So it's locally, their street, too, right? that they live on. Yeah, you know? yeah, and it's, it's just, it, and it's really it's the same thing when you think about where we are with with regards to, to the COVID-19 situation. Mm -hmm. All right. right. I want to... Local um, communities need to make those decisions. I, I want to hit hit this other topic before we have to take another break. Kavon Bordelon is joining us for Winged Wednesday. Um, Kanye West 2020. <laughs>
because that's a train wreck. Um, I want to let me just read you this headline. Okay, Kanye West sets out his 2020 platform. Rapper reveals he no longer supports Trump. He will run for the quote birthday party using the quote Wakanda management model and claims that vaccines are the mark of the beast. Oh Lord! I mean. I, honestly, I I, I want to go, go ahead and give the Pulitzer to whoever at Forbes who had to sit through this and not laugh. And, you know, I'm just because that has, seems to be the feat, you know, and you're seeing people from across the spectrum. I mean, people are like, really, by the way, people keep bringing up the, the comments that uh, Kanye made a couple years ago about the that. The black people involved in slavery deserved it. Are you kidding me? Like, God. you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, number one, that that didn't age well, and it was inappropriate then. <laughs> right? You know, like, I mean, are you exactly. kidding me? Yeah. So anyway, uh, your thoughts, and then we got to get so, a quick break in. So, so here, so here are my thoughts. We talked about this the last time I was on. Um, this is a phrase that I, I I I love, and Rob prompted it. You, you created the spark in my brain that made me spit it out. You know, I, I constantly say now, we need to not live in snapshot culture, okay? What I'm going to say is, how many snapshots do we now have to let us know whether it's a serious candidate or not? Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. I mean, it's, not like, it's not like we just have one. It's not mm -hmm. like we have one headline where you're like, fictional country, huh? It's <laughs> not that, right? It's, it's that you've got multiple snapshots, and you go, you know what? I mean, look, does the guy have the right to do it? Who am I to tell him how to live? Yep. I know how I'm going to consider the source, and that's all I can say. And I, I love that they, uh, that it, pretty much initially, I mean, you had people, like I said, from across the spectrum. One of them, um, I, th I, I think it might have been one of the hosts on MSNBC, was like, listen, President Trump is the Republican nominee. Joe Biden seems to be the Repub the Democrat nominee. Kanye West has not filed a piece of paperwork. He's doing this for headlines. <laughs> anyway, all right, wing it Wednesday. Well, I mean, when, when, Go yeah, ahead, come on, wrap party. it. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. okay. Right, birthday party, that's all I got to say. Okay. Birthday party. All right, uh, a quick break here. It's Winging It Wednesday. We're joined by Kavon Bordelon. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, I wanna ask about mail-in voting, this turnout, and um, this projection that maybe we could hit 70 percent of a voter turnout in the november election based on some of these uh primary uh, voting totals uh kaban bordelon is joining us so we're going to talk about that when we come back on winging it wednesday your source for local headlines and in-depth discussions on the day's biggest issues on acadiana's morning news and now, your forecast from the KATC-TV3 Weather Lab. After a pretty soggy start to the work week, we'll start to transition out of that wet pattern and into a hotter, drier one as we get towards the end of the week. Today is kind of the middle ground day, a 30% chance for an isolated shower, maybe a quick thunderstorm as we get further into the afternoon. I think most of us are going to be staying dry, but... If you are going to be out and about, as always, this time of year, not a bad idea to just keep an eye on that radar. Temperatures are going to get up to around 90 degrees in the afternoon. Heat index going to be running a lot warmer than that. Winds will be from the west-southwest at about 8 to 12 miles an hour. And your overnight lows are going to be dropping down into the upper 70s. We'll see a warming pattern here over the next couple of days. In fact, we should be looking at the mid-90s by the time we get to Saturday. So warming up across Acadiana, going to be drying out as well. It'll still be muggy outside, but shower chances going to be dropping through the rest of the week. 
From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 79 degrees still holding at that temperature right now. Weather brought to you by Compassion International. Join Compassion and give hope to a family in extreme poverty. You can give a $40 one-time gift. Just text the word HOPE to 83393. That's HOPE to 83393. He's escaped. Supposedly. Yeah. Smells so good in my house, by <laughs> the way. Does it? Um, am I getting a delivery of a breakfast sandwich homemade? Um, am I no? getting a delivery of some cash, some cold hard cash? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> I got because a dollar. Gonna, number one, it is much harder. The fact that I ended up in this physical situation <laughs> with the broken foot is because I wasn't wearing pants <laughs> is amplified <laughs> by the fact that I can hardly put them on by myself anymore. Okay. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. He might have TMI'd us there, Kavan. What do you think? <laughs> It's not that I'm oh, not wearing yeah, I, any, I, I mean, I, okay, now don't get crazy. It's not like I'm not wearing anything, just not wearing pants right now. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Whatever, anyway. you freak. You know, there's you know there's much love. That's not a mental image I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome. Welcome to the KPL team. Um Okay, so let's talk about mail in voting. I know there was a, a you know, we're in this situation right now, I'll say, where we sort of have an issue of the day, okay? Yesterday, the issue of the day was schools have to go back. You know, that was that was the word. Um, a month ago, it was outrage about the mail-in voting thing, and it didn't seem to deter a lot of states. I mean, a lot of the states, even Republican-led states, are doing mail-in voting as we continue to deal with the coronavirus. Um, huge numbers leading up to Saturday's election here in the state of Louisiana of early votes and, I mean, and in-person voting. And uh, JMC Analytics pollster, um, uh, I don't have his name right here, Kuvion, um, he said, you know, really, we could be looking at a 70% voter turnout in November based on these early voting numbers. Um, that would be great. That that would also be another projection okay. that I'll believe when I see. Yeah. yeah okay. Right? Good. <laughs> because if you think about the models that we've worked over the last four months, they've all been so overshot and so overblown that none of the predictions that people have made came true. Mm -hmm. If I could predict the future, if anybody could predict the future, they wouldn't be working for a living. So once again, I try to believe none of what I hear and half of what I see. Would I love to see a 70% turnout? I would. I really would because it would mean that that there's enough people in the country engaging in the process. Um, But unfortunately, I think... Past performance is a better predictor of future performance mm, yeah. than some creative model is. So what we know is that in the past we've never had a seventy percent turnout, right? Mm-hmm. Or in the in the in recent history we certainly haven't. Um, because I'm going to leave open the option that we could have back in the very beginning of the country. But I just I'll believe it when I see it. But I love to see it, sure. But I just don't know that we're ever going to get seventy percent turnout. That I mean. That's a massive, massive number of voters. I mean, you're talking what, 250 million people mm. when you had 100 and when you had 140 million vote, right. roughly, probably 135 vote in the last election. Uh-huh. Yeah, <clears throat> hmm. that that's that's just a huge jump. You know, so, are you going to yeah. vote for the birthday party man, or you know? 
Oh, you know that's I, I, like like my like my father used to tell me. You uh, you take that into the booth with you. You make your decision. You take that decision. You leave it in the booth, right? Uh, okay. So right. I'm just gonna. Or I'm, I'm close, leave I'm close it in the to Portal on here an awful lot this morning. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, you know, you, you talked a little bit about projections. Um, we got some numbers on taxable sales in Lafayette Parish and Lafayette yesterday. Um, during the height of, of the COVID-19 shutdown, I mean, we were hearing numbers that we could be off by 35%, mm. um, you know, on that revenue. We're looking at, you know, under 12% in some places, under 10% mm. in others. Um, good sign. What are you hearing? What are you thinking? So here, here's what I'm thinking. What I'm thinking is we've got some, some bigger picture things going on here, right? We've got a lot of businesses that, um, that aren't coming back around here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the other day I, I heard that uh, that Blue Dog Cafe is is now closed, right? Which was kind of an, an institution around Lafayette. I had people come in from out of town. It was always a great place to take them. They could get, you know, kind of kind of Cajun fare, but maybe a little bit of what they were used to if they didn't like maybe spicy or true Cajun food. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate to see that happen. We're seeing that happen more and more and more. The the other side is that you know oil took a massive nosedive during this time. It's come back, right? We're, we're 40-ish a barrel last time I checked. But then last night, I actually, and, and it's so fortuitous that I was down this rabbit hole last night, <laughs> I actually found the list of businesses in the state of Louisiana that received $150,000 or more mm-hmm. from the PPP plan, mm-hmm. right? From the, the recovery plan. There are 364 pages of businesses in the state of Louisiana that have received over 150,000. That doesn't count anybody who got under 150,000. So my fear, this is what frightens me. What frightens me is that we're living now and today off of PPP money thinking that that's what the future is gonna look like. And we're not preparing fiscally for the future. That's kind of what frightens me because it just, it logically, to, to your point, Rob, it didn't make sense that when everybody's shut down, everybody's inside their homes, taxable revenue is is going to be only 12 percent off mm-hmm. because we know how much everybody in this town myself included we love to go out we like to eat we like to, to congregate we like to do things and apparently it didn't stop nearly as much as we thought yeah well, at it, least the money would indicate that but but you know there will be some people that say hey but kavan they couldn't use that mm-hmm. you know you couldn't use that money to show it as profit however you could pay your people and your people could be spending it you know like that's where the correct you know, to kind yeah, of so no, the money I'm, not, I'm not picking on I'm not picking on the businesses, right? Not mm-hmm. picking on businesses at all. Because, you know, when, when you think about taxable revenue, that's mostly consumer spend. Yep. Yep. So and I think you know so and truthfully about that. I think the businesses that did it right and did save jobs and didn't do anything, I don't know why they're not waving it like a banner to say we you know, we did it right and thank you because it is taxpayer money. You know, like it's it's Correct. government funding. And so, you know, um there'll always be kind of debates about that, but I, I, I think and it's a interesting place to yeah, start. Please 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 make no mistake. I'm not critical of the businesses that got it. Not at all. I'm thrilled that businesses got it. I am ecstatic that businesses got it. What I'm hoping is that personally Acadiana, as we have done for a very long time, it's just we're, we're, we're living where we need to be living, not living outside of that, right? That's, that's my one gut kind of, hey, are, are, how are we doing this? Um, and, and I'm glad to hear that businesses are obviously still getting a lot of that revenue. Mm-hmm.
because still being spent, the money's out there. Stimulus plan. Yeah. To, to, to be part of that, it wasn't necessarily intended. And this is kind of the flip side of the argument. PPP was not intended to be a savings plan for the American individual either. It was meant to be a stimulus to plan. To stimulate, yep. All right, we have about a minute right? uh, to go, Kavan. I want to take the time to promo your show again. 11 o'clock Saturday morning, Implicit Bias with Kavan Bordelon. If you like what yes. you've heard here, or even if you didn't, and you want to see if he can maybe do better on Saturday, <laughs> um, <laughs> 11 o'clock is when it's going to happen on Saturday. <laughs> I promise I'll try. Look, we're, okay. we're, we're going to have fun on that show with yes. the group. You know, one of the things that I am implicitly biased towards um, is is whiskey. So we're, we're going to do like a whiskey tasting every show. Cool. We're going to see some whiskey every show. I'm like... I'm like making the ice spheres at home. I've been planning it for a while. Oh my so gosh. Each person on the show can have some. Um, and we're going to taste a new one on each show. We're going to talk cool. about, you know, some current events and how they kind of weave in and out of just everyday life and how we apply that to maybe what we do and how we interact with our neighbors and our friends and our family and how we keep being the great people in Acadiana that we are. Love it. All right. Pretty cool. It's exciting. We, uh, we're very excited for you. Of course, we want you to break a leg, but not like Rob did. Only the break yeah, a leg really. if you're yeah. getting on stage kind of thing, you know, yeah. where we wish you great <laughs> success. Uh, yeah, because um, if you guys end up being twins by some strange, uh, you know, something, that would just be too weird. And uh, I would you have know, to take you off the whiskey. I don't suggest the breaking the leg situation, especially mm -hmm. with the rain pattern we've been having. It yeah. has made moving around outside rather dicey with one foot. Yeah. But anyway, all right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Kevon, for joining us as that. always. We love you, man. Have a well, good one. All right. Take care. All right. So our weather forecast for today, Rob, I'm blaming you for this forecast. No, Why? I'm just kidding. I don't know, because it's going to be another warm day. 90 for our afternoon high. Because I'm so hot. Oh, yeah. Look, look, look. Um, sizzle. Yeah, <laughs> right. Gosh. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies. <laughs> low tonight at 76 and 10% chance of showers for tomorrow. All right. So believe it or not, we're still holding it in uh, 79 degrees. And let wow. me just tell you. Oh, wait. No, of course. It just changed. 81 and super muggy. Hey, we'll be back with Pivoted. News Talk 96.5 KPEL Brobridge Lafayette. The three million mark. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The U.S. either has hit it, as Reuters reports, or is almost there, according to Johns Hopkins tally. As the coronavirus keeps surging, California has reported more than 10,000 new cases. Florida has seen a spike, too, but deaths are down. Governor Ron DeSantis. People who are healthy and under 40, you know, the death rate on this thing is, is very close to zero. Now, the U.S. is pulling out of the World Health Organization for its handling of the outbreak out of China. Former Vice President Joe Biden, who is the presumptive Democratic nominee tweeting on my first day as president i will rejoin the who and restore our leadership on the world stage fox's lauren blanchard biden won two more primaries delaware and new jersey democrats in congress keep demanding more answers in the russia bounty probe which president trump calls another hoax a general is weighing in General Frank McKenzie, the head of U.S. Central Command, told reporters that intelligence suggesting that Russia may have paid Taliban militants to kill American troops in Afghanistan was worrisome, but he's not convinced that any bounties resulted in U.S. military deaths. McKenzie said that the U.S. did not increase force protection measures in Afghanistan as a result of the information. But he also warned that Russia has long been a threat in Afghanistan and reiterated that Russia is not a friend. Russia has reportedly backed Taliban fighters over the years with resources and weapons. 
In Washington, John Decker, Fox News. We didn't know it then, but we're told now Chief Justice John Roberts fell last month, cut his head, spent a night in the hospital. His doctors have ruled out a seizure. They believe the fall was likely due to lightheadedness caused by dehydration. Fox's Jill Nato. Another statue is coming down, this time in Jackson, Mississippi. The city named for Andrew Jackson will remove the former president's monument because of his slave ownership. The city council also blaming him for genocide of Native Americans. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. President Trump wants kids back in school this fall. You look at uh, deaths are way down from this horrible uh, China virus. But how to get kids back in school safely is still something that is being discussed. While some districts and even states say schools will reopen, some as early as next month, exactly how they reopen isn't all that clear yet. School Superintendents Association Director Dan Dominich says between now and reopening, schools need more money, probably appropriated by Congress, in order to accommodate all of the needed changes. Transporting a number of youngsters in a full passenger bus that can only accommodate 13 or 14 students, that's going to cost money. Bringing the students in and making sure that they have masks, that's going to cost money. Sanitizing the school every night every, at the end of the school day is going to cost money and more janitorial support. He says it's likely some students will attend school in alternating schedules. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. There's yet another book very critical of the president. From his niece this time, though, his brother Robert Trump has gone to court to try to block it. Saying she can no longer remain silent, Mary Trump's new book warns against her uncle's re-election, saying that, quote, lying, playing to the lowest common denominator, cheating, and sowing division are all he knows, and that it would, quote, be the end of American democracy. The book, entitled Too Much and Never Enough, How My Family Created the World's Most Dangerous Man, is due out on Tuesday, two weeks early. In it, Mary Trump, a psychologist, says the president paid a friend to take his SATs for him, and that during his 2016 candidacy, his sister Marianne, a retired federal appeals court judge, called him a clown. The White House press secretary says the book has no bearing in truth. In New York, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Jimmy Johnson will be back in his car racing this Sunday in Kentucky after two negative coronavirus tests. Johnson tested positive last week, forcing him to miss the first race of his NASCAR Cup career. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on News Talk 96.5 Cape Hill. Lafayette Parish graduation ceremonies are moving across the street to Cajun Field. That news comes from LPSS after the state fire marshal's office alerted the Cajun Dome that it could not host the graduations that were scheduled to start there tomorrow. 
The changes are due to guidelines set forth in response to coronavirus. Previously, district officials laid out plans to screen attendees before they could enter the Cajun Dome graduations. The district says the safety measures such as wearing masks and keeping social distance will remain in effect. The first ceremony will be for Northside High School. It's set to begin at 7.30 tomorrow morning. Sales tax revenues are performing much better than some early estimates at the height of the COVID-19 shutdown in March and April. Lafayette Parish reached $2.42 billion in taxable sales. That's 5.4% lower than 2019 and 0.75% lower than 2018. In the city of Lafayette, year-to-date taxable sales are down 8.44% compared to 2019, and May 2020 to May 2019 sales are down 8.97%. Early estimates said tax revenues in Lafayette could be down as much as 35% during the state-mandated stay-at-home order. A Facebook page with a history of publishing memes got a bit more attention than it probably bargained for yesterday. An event page that said an Antifa rally would be held in River Ranch caused enough of a stir that some concerned residents started calling Lafayette Consolidated Government. The event, which was never actually happening, prompted a response from the mayor president in which he said, quote, promoting a riot or any disorderly conduct, whether joking or a hoax, is irresponsible and reckless. Morgan City's Louisiana Shrimp and Petroleum Festival has announced its cancellation for 2020. The festival, which is usually held over the Labor Day weekend, released an announcement on its Facebook page yesterday. The Shrimp and Petroleum Festival is one of the many local events whose leaders had to make the difficult decision to cancel and or postpone due to the coronavirus pandemic. Chairman of the Senate Committee on Education, Baton Rouge Senator Cleo Fields, has requested that Bessie suspend all fall sports for K-12 schools. But it's not sitting well with everyone this morning. Kevin Barnhart has the story. The more I've read about it, the more it seems like that organization doesn't even have the authority to do that. Catholic high football coach Gabe Fertitta says the request caught him by surprise. I think it caught a lot of people by surprise. It seemed quite like a knee-jerk thing. Fertitta says he doesn't have the answers, but until an official ruling is put down... As coaches, the best thing we can do is try to be positive with our kids, keep them optimistic, have them enjoy the day. We got to lift and run and, and do some football today. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Tulane researchers discover the SARS-CoV-2 virus can be exhaled in tiny droplets that occur naturally when breathing. It can suspend itself in the air and remain infectious for over half a day. Tulane's National Primate Research Center Director of Infectious Disease Aerobiology, Chad Roy, says they tested the infectious droplets in a highly controlled setting. To our surprise, the SARS-CoV-2 went in sized particles that are highly respirable maintained infectivity up to 16 hours in an aerosol suspension. That controlled setting did not account for the effects of sunlight, wind, or other naturally occurring things that could impact the particle. Roy says that level of staying power is unusual for a coronavirus. SARS-CoV-2 is hardier than the MERS virus and the original SARS virus from way back in 2003. While it is concerning to know that the virus can be spread by more than just coughing, Roy says the good news is that those droplets can still be stopped by a mask. For the most part, these types of particles will be caught in that. The velocity of air that moves out of your mouth when you're, you're exhaling is such that it'll drive it into the material. And finally, the Pelicans depart for the NBA bubble in Orlando today with some players a bit uneasy about resuming play. 
Matt Doyle has this story to wrap up our update. Forward Brandon Ingram was asked if he thinks this whole bubble experiment will actually work. I'm not that confident. And guard Lonzo Ball says he's concerned that restarting the NBA season will distract attention away from the ongoing conversation about racial justice. Hopefully we can, you know, have that spotlight on us. And like I said, just keep, you know, pushing, pushing, pushing and do what we can to you know, promote change. But J.J. Reddick sounds content to go to Disney World. For me personally, I think I think it'll be a lot of pool time. I'm Matt G. After a fairly wet start to the work week, a chance to dry out starting today and lasting through the rest of the week. A 30% chance for an isolated shower or two. So not completely dry, but it won't be as widespread as it's been the last couple of days. Highs today get up to around 90 degrees under partly sunny skies. Winds from the west-southwest at about 8 to 12 miles an hour. Overnight lows tonight are going to drop down into the upper 70s. We are heating up and staying dry through the rest of the work week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. And we're at 81 degrees. Weather brought to you by the Positive Coaching Alliance. If you have questions about youth or high school sports, Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. You can find out more today at positivecoach.org. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. Got a fender bender that was reported a little while back, Louisiana Avenue at Carmel. That's Louisiana Avenue at Carmel. Make sure you're buckling up, keeping it safe out there. Douche. It is coming up now on 815 on Acadiana's Morning News. Bernadette Lee, Rob Kirkpatrick with you here. Rob, how's the leg? How's oh, the foot? You know, it's all right. I, I, I can't really complain. I'm all casted up. Um, <laughs> so it actually helps that I'm working from home this week. So um, uh, yeah. I'm just having to go about maybe 30 feet, um, a little <laughs> bit of a 30-foot commute, which isn't bad. Which, by the way, our commute is not bad, except the time that it's happening because there's no body on the road so uh right anyway uh-huh. uh, i'm working to get a full list of all the lafayette parish candidates mm-hmm. um on to, to one post kind of you know who people can vote for and um you know where things are obviously there are a lot presidential primary um is is the big one um so obviously there's the independent party nominee mm-hmm. republican party nominee democrat nominee um, then both parties have their own executive um, folks, have their right? Own executive folks, correct? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you have district judge, um, state representative for the fifty-fourth representative districts, a court of appeals race. Um, so we're going to get all those for you on our website, kpel965.com. But without further ado, the man of the hour is Lafayette Parish Clerk, of course, Louis Perret. So Lewis Perret is always kind enough to join us every time we've got an election coming up. I don't know if he wants to be up. the man of the hour, by the way. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big week for him this week. Anyway, good morning to you, Lewis. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Bernie. How are y'all? Oh, we're, we're doing fine. I mean, you know, um, we are separated once again because he went off and broke his foot on purpose to be away from me. Oh, but please. it's going to be all right. <laughs> Well, let's talk voting, and thank you so much for allowing me to come on this morning. Oh, well, and, and truthfully, I only I didn't break my leg to get away from you. I broke my leg so I could park closer when I went to early vote. So it's a long <laughs> game thing for me, you know? 
<laughs> well, did you have to wait in line? Did it go no, okay? Was it everything was all perfect. Right? Uh, the ramp was perfect for me to roll myself up on my knee scooter. And yeah, it was great. It was perfect. But, <laughs> I love anyway, it. so where are we? We got some numbers um, in the last day or so on some statewide totals. And those showed that 44% of some of the early voting across the state, according to the Secretary of State, was done by mail-in votes. Um, how are we in Lafayette Parish? Are we seeing that uptick in participation? I know that's sort of your hallmark. That's what you're hoping for. Well, absolutely, you are spot on correct. The Secretary of State sent a letter to every registered voter in the state of Louisiana who's 65 and above and informed them that they were eligible to vote by mail and encouraged them to do this with the COVID situation. And so our voting numbers have flipped where normally you had a bunch of people come show up like you did and vote early voting in person and then a few straggles send in the mail ballots in Lafayette Parish, we've seen a complete reversal. We've had 7,402 ballots mailed out to the public and only 2,200 in person. Mm. So you can see it's like three to one now. Yeah. Now we have not received all those ballots in yet. We've received a little over 3,400 so far the mail-in ballots. But I think that what you're seeing is that it is people are paying more attention to it and perhaps, just perhaps, that it may indicate that people are going to vote more and turn out more. And we're always in favor of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's wow. Yeah. Now, okay, so let's talk about Saturday. Uh, this is, uh, what are the time frames for voting? What do we need to know? Do we need to wear a mask? And do we need to bring our own hand sanitizer? What do we need to know for this weekend, right? Well, well, first of all, I want you to not be shocked when you go vote because it's going to look so very similar to being in an operating room in all the precincts throughout the state of Louisiana. Each, uh, each worker, each commissioner will have a mask and our shield on and gloves and what we call protective body wear, which is like a light, light almost like you see an operating room gown that they'll have on. But for the voter, we want you to remember, bring your photo ID, please wear a mask or a face mask or shield. And you could help us out by bringing your own ink pen because once you present that ID, which we're encouraging the commissioners to let you hold up in front of them, not hand it over, mm. uh, we want you to sign the precinct register. Now, each precinct will have 20 sanitized pens in it and we can sanitize the pens in between voter signatures but you could really help us out if you bring your own ink pen please remember to social distance we've got to stay six feet apart from each other but we anticipate things going very smoothly okay well, it's good to hear because i think there were a lot of people who didn't know how it was going to turn out given the delay in this because yeah. this is this is an election that should have happened in April, got delayed to June, and then to July. This is the never-ending election. I want to thank my <laughs> election team they, and, and these commissioners that all have come to the schools. They all understand the seriousness of it. And obviously, with the COVID situation that we're in the middle of, we've had, a, a, a as you all know, most of our election commissioners are senior citizens or older people, and they're the vulnerable people in the COVID situation. Yeah. Some of them have chosen not to work. We understand. Mm -hmm. We think all the precincts will be properly manned. We are taking 
special care for sanitization, and, and we want to make sure that things are clean. And, of course, we have a phone in every precinct. If anybody sees anything unusual or unsafe, if they would contact us, we will address it. But y'all were talking earlier about turnout. You know, I love my research numbers, and we had some numbers done going back over the last 20 years. And if that indicates anything, it looks like we will end up with an under 20% turnout. Mm. Now, of course, I would love to have 100% turnout, but I think this will be a good trial run for November, what we're going to face. And I think on your earlier segments of the radio this morning, y'all were talking about the uptick in renewed interest in voting. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that this presidential election, we do have a chance to hit 70%. Unbelievably, I'm saying that. Because we're normally looking at about maybe a 65% turnout. I don't know if it's the economy. I don't know if it's the COVID situation, or I just don't know if it's the president right now. But I do know a lot of people are talking about and are interested in the upcoming November elections. But, of course, we can't forget about this Saturday. Absolutely. You know, so so many people are like, okay, our local Democratic Party, you know, who represents us? Our local Republican Party, who represents us? There was so much discussion about this early on this year and then we had covid and we had all these other things happening people kind of forgot about it but this saturday this is your chance absolutely you know for the democratic uh parish executive committee they have seven candidates running for five slots for the republican executive committee they have 12 candidates running for five slots this is the most interest i've seen in these local government local party elections in over 20 years it's just it's very interesting and i'm certainly hopeful that people will take the time to go out and vote this yes yes they need to so i saw a question and uh, you're you're the you're the person to ask not you're not just the good person to ask you are the person to ask (laughs) and uh, you folks are wondering you know, you look at a sample ballot and on both the Democrat and Republican ticket, you are seeing people who have suspended their campaigns. Are they just on the ballot still because they filed all the appropriate paperwork to be on the ballot in the state? Yes, that's a that's a very good question. And the answer is yes. When you put your money on the ballot, I'm, 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 I'm not remember the exact number, but I think it's $5,000 in Louisiana to run for president. That all took place a long time ago. And those ballots of this never-ending election, which has been delayed twice, have already been printed. So when you go to vote, if you are a Democrat, there are actually 14 names on the ballot. But 13 of them have suspended their campaigns Mm. for the presidential election as a Republican. We all know Donald Trump is the incumbent president and he will be running as the Republican. But there are six other names on there that have uh, that have left their names on the ballot because they put their money up and the ballots have already been printed. So those votes will not be counted. It will only be for Trump and for Biden. And so that's where the parish, the local races become much more important because Louisiana is always so late, not in Iowa or New Hampshire times. We already know who the nominee is going to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's still there. Okay, so if people have it requested to to vote by mail, that time has passed. Correct. Because we're now just a few days away. (laughs) 
Yeah, that time has passed. It's it's time to be voting right now. And if you if you have not requested a mail ballot, I want to encourage you on Saturday you can vote in person from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. And uh, please, please take the time to do that. Okay, so what happens with all those mail-in ballots? Do you have to wait for stuff? I mean, how does that work when you're tabulating everything? Well, this will be the earliest we have ever begun counting. We have uh, huh. approximately 12, 12 people who will assist us in counting the mail-in ballots and the early cast ballots. And we will actually start at 1 p.m. on Saturday tabulating those votes. Now, we're collating and lining them up. We're not actually counting the votes until it gets closer to 8 o'clock. The public is invited to this, but they become sequestered, which means they can't leave if they enter the room. Ah. But we will have 12 people starting at 1 o'clock for a presidential election. I think the earliest we've ever started before was like 4 o'clock. So imagine we're moving up three extra hours for an election that we anticipate less than 20% turnout. Gee whiz. So all those all those votes will be counted. They will be tabulated. If your mail-in ballot is rejected, yeah. if it's not witnessed, if you didn't sign it, you actually will receive a letter from the registrar of voters after the election telling you your ballot was received, but it was not counted, and here's why. And if you want to see the proof, they keep those records on file. I believe it's for two years that you can review it. So there are checks and balances there for those early votes, but it does take quite a while to wrap that up. And that you bring up another very valid point, Bernie. In November, I do not believe we are gonna know who the president is on election day. Yeah. I think it's gonna take a couple of days up to a week when all <laughs> these mail-in ballots are, 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 are cast. And if it's not, if it's a close race, Look for lawsuits immediately to be oh, filed. I would imagine yeah. so. I mean, this could be the hanging Chad year all over again, but for, you know, obviously different reasons. Well, <sighs> we always want to encourage people to go out and vote. That's what you can do as an American citizen to participate in your government. That's Educate right. yourself, volunteer, and, and go vote and become, become involved in something. I don't care if it's picking up trash on the side of the road or volunteering at Boys and Girls Club or a school situation. Be a good citizen and voting is all part of that. And if you have not ever become a poll commissioner, they should inquire with your office about doing that too, right? Absolutely, the pay is $200 for the day and $250 for the day for the commissioner in charge. Now, we know that they're not doing that for the money because 14 hours is a long day. But it's part of being a good citizen, and it's a good way to see your friends and neighbors at the precincts because most people get to work in their home precinct where they live. Yeah, which is lovely. And like you said, you know, especially in these times of of social distancing, you know, I mean, think about it. You'll have interaction with people all day long. We're always interested in getting new commissioners. As the other commissioners get older and age out and retire, we need that next generation to step forward. And I want to thank those people that do help us because in the times of uncertainty that we're in right now, a lot of people are afraid to get out. A lot of people are afraid to to just mingle. And these voting commissioners in Lafayette Parish have just stepped up. And I'm so proud and so appreciative and thankful of them. Indeed. Without them, we couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Lewis. That's, that's, 
That's right. Don't forget your mask. Don't forget your ink pen. And don't forget to social distance and respect people's distances. Yeah, don't try to run up and start hugging everybody because you can wave to them and it'll be you can do a virtual hug, right? That virtual <laughs> hugs are nice. The, the Centers for Disease Control actually has a handshake in which you make a circle and you actually never touch. I think that's kind of weird that America's become that way. But in, in these uncertain times, if you vote, I'm still okay with that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Louis Perret, thank you so much. And you know what? If, if it takes us a week in November... Um, to get those results back. We're going to expect you in our studio every day of that week so you can take the phone calls, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, Rob, you know how much I love this stuff, and it's just all part of our representative democracy. And so I thank the voters for participating, and I thank KPEL for your interest as well. Well, we'll continue to remind people today, tomorrow, Friday, and even on Saturday, you know, whether or not it's the, you know, presidential preference primary that you want to participate in or your local Democratic representation or your Republican representation. Look, we're going to have the lists and all those candidates up on there and people go and, and do this. And, yeah, don't forget your mask. Don't forget your pin. And just stay far away from your neighbor when you go to the polls. <laughs> Thanks, Bernie. Thanks, Rob. Oh, All thank right. you, sir. Good talking to you. Yes, indeed. All right, it's 8.30 now at News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Very interesting times, mm-hmm. and uh, can't wait to see what happens, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just different. You're right. It and you is. know what? I, I, will, um, I will confirm that there was a lot of safety measures in place even when I went to early vote. You didn't have to touch anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I even have that little uh, key. You know, my wife got those things, you know. What are you talking about, Bob? They're on, I guess they're on like Facebook or Instagram or whatever. But, I mean, it's this key that goes on your key ring. Oh. And it has a hook on it. So uh-huh. you can open doors. You can press like the, you know, the keypad of the grocery store and everything without actually touching it. Oh, nice. And I, I love can that. confirm that the key worked on the machine I was using. Nice. Pretty cool. Very nice. All right. We're back with more Acadiana's Morning News coming up. Um, Our conversation with Jim Donilon, right, Vern? Yes, indeed, sir. We got that. I'm Bernadette Lee, and you're listening to News Talk 96.5 KPEL. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPEL96.5.com. The number of COVID-19 hospitalizations is back above 1,000 for the first time since the middle of May. 1,025 people are now hospitalized in our state as a result of COVID-19. 109 of them are on ventilators. The state also reported 23 new deaths on Tuesday. Investigators with the Lafayette Parish Sheriff's Department are continuing their investigation into a shooting that took place near Doosan Monday night. According to reports, the incident happened on Allegro Avenue shortly before 9 o'clock. When deputies arrived on the scene, they discovered one person had been shot. That person, identified as 36-year-old Adam West of Doucin, was fatally wounded. No arrests have been made. A St. Landry Parish woman died in a crash that happened Monday night around 9.15. Officers with state police say 34-year-old Jada Boulay died in a single vehicle crash. That woman lost control of her car on U.S. Highway 190 in St. Landry Parish. The car hit a culvert and flipped. Officers at the Scott Police Department have arrested a woman they say allegedly shot a man she had recently broken up with. 
Scott police say 35-year-old Delana Francis turned herself in yesterday afternoon. She was seen fleeing down East Gloria Switch Road from the man's home and has been charged with attempted second-degree murder. Add Shreveport to the list of local governments requiring masks of everyone inside businesses. Mayor Adrian Perkins' order goes into effect today at 5 o'clock. Turning to news on this Saturday's municipal elections and presidential preference primary, 103,000 people early voted in person for Saturday's election. At least another 76,000 sent in mail-in ballots. JMC Analytics pollster John Cuvion says that those are huge numbers for a presidential primary that's pretty much already decided. Cuvion says it's also newsworthy that more black voters than white voters voted early based on numbers posted Sunday by the Secretary of State's office. Cuvion also says 44% of early voting came in by mail, and he forecasts 17% of all primary ballots will be mailed in by the time the primary ends. JMC estimates this year we could see a turnout at 70% in the general election. Two major cruise lines are getting advice on how to welcome passengers back safely. Royal Caribbean and Norwegian have hired a panel of health experts on coronavirus to work to win approval from regulatory agencies. The group is focused on four categories and will share findings by the end of next month. Most cruise lines have voluntarily suspended service through September 15th. More than 200 scientists from 30 countries say coronavirus can be spread through the air. They're publishing a report this week to point out that hand washing and socially distancing, well, it may be partially effective. The World Health Organization confirms there is some evidence emerging of airborne spread, but says it's not yet definitive. They plan to release more findings in the coming days. A Republican senator isn't getting involved in the presidential race and will instead focus on her own re-election. Susan Collins tells the New York Times she doesn't campaign against former colleagues. She served with presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden before he became vice president. She also didn't vote for President Trump in 2016 as a Republican when he ran against her former colleague, Hillary Clinton. And finally, two Lysol products are now proven to kill coronavirus on surfaces. The EPA approved disinfectant spray, saying it could wipe out the virus in two minutes. Also, disinfectant Max Cover Mist. These are the first to be tested directly against COVID-19. And more than 400 other disinfectants are being tested and could be approved in the coming weeks. Coming up, your forecast from the KATC Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. And don't forget, take KPEL wherever you go with the KPEL News app. Download it now for up-to-the-minute headlines and a direct line into your favorite KPEL shows. Partly sunny skies across Acadiana today with a 30% chance for an isolated shower or two. Most of us should get a chance to dry out a little bit. Highs get up to around 90 degrees this afternoon. Winds from the west-southwest at 8 to 12 miles an hour. And your overnight lows are going to be in the upper 70s. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5. So Rob and I are very lucky because we get to talk to the most amazing people. If there is an elected official, then we're going to be able to talk to that person. Our insurance commissioner, Jim Donilon, joining us on the line this morning. Well, good morning. Good morning, Bernadette. How are you today? Oh, well, Rob and I are doing great this morning. Okay, so I wanted to, there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Number one, um, State Farm has announced a, another reduction uh, so wanted to find out yeah. a little bit about that. Yes, it's 
the biggest so far. And with the three they've done consecutively before this one, the four total 23% rate decrease in the cost of auto insurance for the million drivers in Louisiana who get their auto insurance from State Farm. Uh, this one's a little different. This is the biggest. It's 9.6%, but it's not based upon competition or loss experience in our state on State Farm's Louisiana Book of Business. It's a nationwide rate decrease that's being done in all 50 states. As a result of the stay-at-home orders, less miles being driven, less claims being filed, less lawsuits, et cetera, et cetera. And previously, they had done a rebate, a, a refund, if you will, as 97% of the uh, market share for the companies writing auto insurance in Louisiana have done voluntarily, not only in our state, but also across the, the United States. Because, again, claims are down, lawsuits are down as a result of, of the driving being down significantly. I, I go in and out of Baton Rouge without slowing down sometimes <laughs> because the traffic has disappeared. It's amazing. But um, yeah. a slight benefit to this crisis that we're all living through as we speak. You know, I think a lot of people, whenever they saw the news about State Farm, thought that it had something to do with the last-minute tort reform measure that happened during the special session. You know, you sort of ended up being the unlikely star of, of that because, you know, the question kept coming down to, would there be a mandate with any of these uh, agreements with the, with the state that... You, coverage would have to cost less in the state of Louisiana. That mandate was never there. And it, when we talk to lawmakers, especially in the days since, um, a lot of them have said, well, it's it's a start and it's, you know, kind of going in the right direction, but mandating lower premiums might have an effect and, and could even drive companies out. Where do you stand on that now, kind of given the debate that we've had? Oh, it, it, they are absolutely correct. And in fact, the most in crisis part of our market is our commercial auto marketplace, where 18 wheelers, school bus drivers, non-emergency medical transport folks, tow truck drivers, they, they're down to one, two, maybe three companies willing to write their business in the state of Louisiana. And they said when we started doing TARP reform, don't put any mandate in because we're afraid we'll lose the last two or three that we have access to right now. A mandate is a shot in the dark, Rob. Who knows? I, I can tell you, I did the first Omnibus Premium Reduction Act as a legislator in 1998, and it had a 10% mandated reduction in the liability cost for our drivers in our state, a huge dollar effect year over year. The premium taxes paid on every insurance policy in our state of all forms went down year over year because of that 10% rate reduction mandated for no pay, no play. Since then, also in that bill, we had something called economic only UM, and, and it was mandated to come with a 20% rate reduction. The actual filings immediately from all the companies writing that line of business called for a 40% rate reduction. On the other side, about six, eight years ago, we, we increased the minimum limits for auto insurance bought by uh, drivers who are just buying insurance to comply with state law, the minimum coverages. The projections were a 15% cost increase. It was 24% when, when the filings were done and the losses 
uh, came in. It's it's a shot in the dark. It really the best idea came last year with the Omnibus Premium Reduction Act that uh, now Senator Talbot introduced, and it said for three years in a row mandate every auto insurer to come in and file a rate filing. They don't have to ask for an increase or a decrease. They have to show us what their experience was since their last filing. And we could see how much profit they're making or not making as a result of whatever tort reform had been passed. That's mm-hmm. not part of the bill that uh, that just uh, passed and was will be signed into law by the governor. But I thought that was the best approach to the mandated issue uh, that, frankly, the opponents of, of tort reform used to say, oh, there's no rate reduction called for in this bill. No, there's none called for, mandated, but there is the the expectation that they will reduce the cost for, for drivers because we're such an outlier in our tort system in Louisiana. Yeah, you know, and I think that's hard, but I, I feel like what I hear you're saying is that there's not a silver bullet for price either. You know, it's it's a, the chicken yeah. and the egg situation. No doubt about it. Every state, ours included, faces its cost of insurance and cost of all forms of insurance, for that matter, homeowners, on the loss experience in that state alone. So something profitable in Iowa or, or in, in Ohio helps us not at all. It helps them. And losses in our state are borne not by State Farm or all state, but by other policyholders in our state. Because insurance is a cost plus business. Whatever their loss experience was, whatever look back period they used, two years, three years, one year, they add to that loss experience a profit factor. 7% typically in our state. Most states it's 8 to 9%. Our rates are so high they really ask for less profit because they're afraid they'll lose business to the uninsured rate yeah, yeah. if they if they go for the full the full price. So it's it's really a, a distraction, not a real issue to focus on, well they don't have a mandated rate reduction in this bill. What happens is we see what the effect is and the, the rates reflect the the reduced loss experience or if it doesn't work and it increases, they will go up because of that uh, loss experience going up. Is there some sort of ceiling where, um, you know, I know a lot of times we hear like in the oil and gas industry, there's a certain dollar per barrel where the majority of these oil and gas companies, you know, know they can make a profit, but it has to be at this certain level. Is there a certain level for these commercial customers to keep their businesses here? Because we hear, you know, there was the logging company that we talked about at the beginning of the session that moved just over the state line in Mississippi to operate there, even though all their business is actually taking place in the state of Louisiana. No question about it. In all forms of insurance, the loss experience that that uh, is, is used to determine rates, different from what is also used to determine race, uh, rates, is the administrative cost, the office expense, yeah, the rent, yeah. the personnel expense, the claims adjusting expense, the commissions paid to, to agents that sell the product. 66%, about two-thirds of the cost of insurance is is the part that is pay, is is earmarked and, and expected to be paid out in claims for, from uh, losses in life insurance, or long-term care insurance, health insurance, or auto insurance. Hmm. 
Jim Donilon, State Commissioner of Insurance. Uh, I think there are a lot of people that will, will still have questions until they see it on their own bill. You know, we can talk about this um, on the radio, but if you're not a State Farm customer, you're not seeing the rebate or the rate reduction there, which is a part of a nationwide thing. So thanks for the clarification on that. But, um, sure. you know, I think people are, are ready to see it when they get that premium bill. Uh, Jim oh, Donilon, yeah. thanks so much for your time. Glad to be with you, Rob. Y'all have a good have one. A great day. You too. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. For the July 4th week in American Blue Cities were practically war zones. Hundreds were shot. Many were killed, including young children in San Francisco, Atlanta, and Chicago. In New York City, over 40 people were shot. Eight were killed. On Monday, the idiot Mayor de Blasio held a presser to explain it all away. He blamed the violence on the virus. With a straight face, the mayor said that people have been cooped up for months. The economy isn't firing on all cylinders. So with the July heat, they got out of the house and they just started shooting people. New York City Police Commissioner Dermot Shea has a different view. He blamed the crime wave on the criminals released from Rikers Island. Kind of makes sense to me. Turns out Mayor de Blasio ignored police warnings and released 2,500 inmates due to coronavirus fear. 75% of them were convicted felons. Not only did this idiot mayor hurt morale by cutting over a billion dollars in the police budget, the police department was forced to disband a highly successful 600-member anti-crime unit, plain clothes guys. And now shootings in New York City up 205% over last year. When it comes to deadly viruses, it's the liberal virus far more deadly than the coronavirus will ever be. And if you don't believe that, go ahead. Spend a weekend in any blue city you pick. Just make sure you grab a gun before you go. Just because you can write does not qualify you to be a best-selling author. Well, the same logic applies to identity theft protection. You may be good at monitoring your credit, but that doesn't make you an authority on identity theft. Data breaches, your personal information gets in the wrong hands. This becomes complicated stuff. Cyber criminals commit identity theft every day. Now, on your own, you could miss certain identity threats, like somebody taking out a payday loan in your name, for instance, or your information stolen as part of a data breach put out there on the dark web for other cyber bad guys to use for their own selfish gain. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft. But let me tell you, LifeLock has the tools and the know-how to help you like no other. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Just go to LifeLock.com, promo code RUSH. That's it. LifeLock.com, promo code RUSH, 24 Louisiana Association of Broadcasters Prestige Award winner because of you. Thanks for listening to News Talk 96.5 Cave Hill. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Medical technology company Becton Dickinson will receive $42 million from the U.S. government to make devices that can inject coronavirus vaccines. BD says it's the largest manufacturer of injection devices in the world. Global Atlantic Financial Group has been sold to investment firm KKR. The Wall Street Journal says the deal is expected to close early next year. Global Atlantic is known for selling life insurance and annuities for retirement. Amazon says it will remove fashion 
company Boohoo's products from its site after reports the company was paying workers in the UK less than the minimum wage. There are also questions about whether it's protecting workers against the coronavirus. The company says it's in the process of an independent review. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Coselda. Invested in you. Time's running out to win $7,000 a week for life from Publishers Clearinghouse. Enter now at PCH.com and you could win $7,000 a week, week after week, for life. Don't miss your chance to win because $7,000 a week for life is ready to be awarded on August 31st. Go to PCH.com and enter before it's too late. That's PCH.com. Better hurry if you want the next big winner to be you. Enter now at PCH.com. Entries due 826. No purchase. Home of the Rush Limbaugh Show in Acadiana. News Talk 96.5. K-P-E-L. Brobridge. Lafayette. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Right now, 84 degrees here at Cape Hill. I'm Bernadette Lee. President Trump says the U.S. is in a good place on the coronavirus, despite there have been some case spikes throughout some states in the country. Now, the Arizona Department of Health is reporting 3,600 new cases 117 more deaths. That's the highest number of deaths in one day reported since the outbreak began. A petition is calling for Fort Hood to close over the murder of Vanessa Gillian. The petition is directed to President Trump and members of Congress. The authors of that petition claim that Fort Hood Army CID and Base Command lied about details of the case and didn't take Gillian's disappearance seriously until her mother made demands for action online weeks later. Lafayette Parish graduation ceremonies are moving across the street to Cajun Field. And the news coming after the fire marshal's office of the state alerted the Cajun Dome. They couldn't host the graduations. The changes are due to guidelines set forth in response to the coronavirus outbreak. Graduations will be taking place on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Now, the district says safety measures like wearing masks and keeping socially distant will remain in effect. The first ceremony will be for Northside High School. It is set to begin at 730 tomorrow morning. It's coming up now on 903. Partly sunny skies out there across Acadiana today as we get a quick chance to try and dry out after what's been a fairly soggy start to the work week. A 30% chance for a passing shower or two later on in the afternoon. Highs get up to around 90 degrees with your lows down in the upper 70s. Winds are going to be out of the west-southwest at about 8 to 12 miles an hour. Staying dry and looking hot through the rest of the work week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 84. Four degrees here at the KPL studios. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. So right now we have a report of a stalled vehicle on the northeast of Angelin Thruway just down from Bellot. Again, that's the northeast of Angelin Thruway just down from Bellot. You've got an update on what's happening in traffic. You can call us 